0: What up? What up? What is the Dilly Yo? How's everybody doing? Hopefully, you're enjoying your Friday. Though no, you ain't got nowhere to be, you ain't going to the clubs.
1: But you might be creeping and crawling later on tonight if you're going to creep and crawl. Use protection so you don't add to the single mother statistics of the community.
0: You dig? All right, let me go ahead and give give some shout outs here. First shout out comes from Joe Quavian. Threw in
1: $5. He said this is for sticking up for the mixed peoples stream. I did about three videos ago. Shout out to Jaquavian.
0: Also shout out to shout out to Joanne
1: for the PayPal donation. Appreciate that. Miss Joanne. The $10. Thank you. All right, let's get into our topic here. So Black Introvert sent in a topic. We all know Black Introvert. Black Introvert is a YouTuber out there, a mod for this channel. Shout out to Black Introvert. Black Introvert put in 10. He said, he said, here's $10 for our black people. (laughs) He says, are black people too stupid to fix the community? That is what black introvert wants to know, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to know if black people are too stupid to fix the community. I don't know if this is a serious topic, but, uh, you know, we'll try to pretend like it's serious.
0: Are black people too dumb to fix the community? Uh, Part of me wants to say yes. Part of me is dying to say yes.
1: Part of me is yearning to say yes.
0: But I'm not going to say yes. I'm going to say that black people are not stupid. As a matter of fact, black people can be highly intelligent. It's just that when it comes to things that actually matter that can
1: get one's life moving in a forward progression where you begin to uplift yourself and then that gives you access to resources and time and whatever to try to help uplift somebody else. I think a lot of black people are misguided with their so-called already smarts to where they'll they'll take all this arty smart intelligence that they proclaim to have and they will just utilize it in a bunch of towards a bunch of meaningless applications that don't really produce
0: anything of true substance and value over the long term Like, um, you know, like, let's, let's just take
1: all these conversations, all uh, everything that goes on in black YouTube, right? Manosphere, gender wars, racism, white supremacy, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Right. You'll see black people will get extremely creative, get extremely knowledgeable on trying to figure out how to, Make their YouTube presentations seem like this is some stuff that should be made for TV. They'll go all out, get the top-notch microphones, get a get a nice mixer. They'll go all out, decorate their setups. You know their background setups. They'll get their cameras on point. They'll do all of this stuff, right? And it's greatly appreciated depending upon who the content creator is. But when you look at that, you're like, wow, this content creator is really going all out to make his or her presentation immaculate. But then when you get to the actual meat of the content, oftentimes it is just a bunch of useless crap. So meaning they took all this energy to research the best mics, to make sure that their sound quality is crisp, their presentation is crisp, but then they deliver you a platter full of crap at the end of the day. You know, it's like, just
0: imagine you going to this fancy schmancy restaurant. You want to wine and dine your shorty.
1: And then they bring your food out on these platters, these silver platters, with the with the big silver covering over it. They got the table all decorated real pretty. You know, something that you would see at some rich person's house or whatever. And then they lift up the cover on the
0: food. And it's just a big old pile of steaming hot crap. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? It's just a. It's just a steaming hot pile of crap. But they went through all this time and energy to set up this nice fancy restaurant. Got the elegant, eloquent music playing, the elegant mute music playing. Like I say, they got the top-notch presentation. But the reason, the sole reason that you are there, they are feeding you. Crap. Crap that isn't going to help you in life is not going to help really progress you. In life, that that is an example of what I'm talking about. So, yes, black introvert, if you're listening now or in the future, because the original question is, this is a topic from black introvert. Black introvert says are black people. The question is for the 10 on it segment. For those of you who don't know, you donate $10. If you want me to talk about a topic or you have a direct question for me, that's how this works. Cash app, light Skin hero, PayPal description is in the, uh, PayPal link is in the description. But he wants to know, are black people too stupid to fix the community? I, I, I struggle with this. Well, I don't really struggle with it, but I say, no, they're not. Black people are very intelligent. It's just, it's just a matter of, The intelligence oftentimes is applied to a bunch of meaningless crap.
0: (laughs) That doesn't really get people anywhere, man. It doesn't really get people anywhere. Whether it's themselves, their family, or the greater community at large. And that's what we see taking place on YouTube a lot
1: outstanding presentations. You got to give it up. Some of these guys, their presentations are are immaculate, but they feed you and serve you crap every single day. You know, especially when we get to talking about these endless topics on relationships and it's not really relationship. Look, I can understand relationship topics, but I, I guess really the crappy part is when they're constantly going in on black women like there's see my thing is there's a time and a place to do it and the opposite and vice versa but and then there's even well i'll back that up if that is your and if that is your intent like you hopped on youtube and you're like i'm just gonna go in on black women 24 7 go ahead and do what you do but i think we have too many copycats out there. Who see that they'll see one content creator getting money off of going in on black women are now everybody's shifting to the to the uh Derek jackson kevin samuels model where they want to be relationship experts you know they're there what do you call it? what's the word they use grifters or something like that you know they're, they're constantly shifting trying to find where the money is but you know they're just not they're just not really real about it and you can tell but regardless this is kind of where we're at man we we have some very bright people and some of these people are pookies and ray rays some of them pookies and ray rays that we talk about don't get it twisted some of them are smart as hell too but they apply their so-called smarts in the absolute wrong manner they ain't just talking about selling dope and you know doing all the stereotypical pookie crap they just apply it to a bunch of useless, pointless crap that really doesn't have a ROI or a return on investment
0: for the long term. So. Getting to the original question, can the community ever fix itself? Maybe. Maybe in about two or three generations, if. Because, you know, you're going to have to start from scratch. All these
1: all these Negroes that are alive today, you can't do nothing with them (laughs) unless they want to change. But unless you can get grab a hold of these youngins and start molding their minds to be like, hey. Let's let's get these already smarts here working in a manner that can actually fix the issues that we've been crying and complaining about. Maybe the community can be fixed. But Right now, they're just being led by a bunch of people by a bunch of people who are trying to relive a second child or experience a second childhood. And then they're raising these youngins to engage in this foolishness. And now there, there's, there are potential arty smarts are going to be applied to a bunch of useless crap at the end of the day. And that's, you know, that, like I said, that, that's in all facets of life. For the community, but we see it play out heavily here on YouTube and I keep mentioning YouTube for a very specific reason. And I say YouTube because YouTube, as you all should know, is the second biggest website in the world. Owned by Google, which is the first biggest website in the world. YouTube is the number one video sharing site in the world. the Number one video
0: library in the world. And when black people venture off and discover these black YouTube streets,
1: what is the bulk of the content that's going to stand out the most? Is it going to be the truly uplifting, arty, smarty stuff that a person can watch a video, get inspired, be like, oh, I want to go do that, and go out there and get it popping?
0: Or are they going to be served up a bunch of, a bunch of dog manure on a silver platter
1: i.e. the fancy mics the fancy backdrops the fancy green screens but they're being fed a message of straight bs at the end of the day what are they going to what are they going to discover and is that a smart way to utilize such a big website that has such a a a uh it's, it's such a powerful tool in society to get across ideas and messages and things of that nature. Now, I don't want to get it twisted and pretend like I don't enjoy my fair share of the ratchetness because we all do. But I am a man who believes in having some sort of balance where I'm not ingesting ratchet content all day long. What's up, CM? You know, I think about my son. I got my son, he'll be, he turns 14 years old on Sunday, my oldest. He got a YouTube channel. He plays video games, records himself. He's into all of that. I imagine when my son becomes about 17, 18, goes off to college or the military or whatever it is that he does. Then he, next thing you know, he starts the, the woke, the woke pill, the woke bug comes around and bites him. And now he's over here talking his wokey woke stuff. Because, you know, he don't met some some white liberals or some some pro blacks. Then he runs off into YouTube to discover his pro blackness, like like damn near everybody else in the last 15 years. <laughs> like everybody's so woke these days, right? You, you got to thank YouTube for this YouTube has birthed an entire generation of wokeety-wokes, right? And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with with being woke as long as he does it in moderation and keep things in its proper context. But I don't know if he'll be able to keep things in in its proper context if all he has to go by is what is being presented on YouTube where it's never-ending, woe-is-me, victimization crap that's being spewed out on these streets by dudes who have immaculate setups, tens of thousands of subs, and all this other crap that they got going on. You know, obviously as his father, I got to come in here and give him balance. But even as his father and as he gets older and starts venturing out into the world on his own, you know, there's only so much I can do. Because you know, when I was his age coming up, and I was under my parents' care, well, obviously all I had was my parents' word. And when I started dipping off into the streets a little bit, getting some independence, got me a little driver's license. Now I'm moving around on my own. I'm hearing different ideas and things of that nature. Now I gotta make
0: decisions. My parents full of crap. Do these Negroes over here know what they're talking about? I mean. So, you know, that's, you know, I, I think about that. What, what is my son going to
1: encounter? Being that he's raised in a household with his mother and father since the day he was born, meaning he was born in wedlock. He was planned. He and my wife got married. We made a conscious decision to go about the business of bringing his life into this world. He ain't no oops, baby. He was planned. So now when he ventures off into the wonderful world of YouTube in a a, a few years, and he starts hearing all this craziness talking about how black dudes be going in on black women and black women be going in on black men. I got to wonder, man, is my son going to soak up this useless information and actually believe it? Even though... He was raised in a highly functional environment, meaning when he woke up in the morning, mommy and daddy was there. When he went to bed, mommy and daddy was there. Wasn't no, you go visit your father on the weekend, stay with your mama on the weekend, split custody. You know, ain't none of that. Ain't none of that crap happening. You know what I'm saying? I gotta gotta wonder, what is he gonna discover on YouTube and other social platforms, et cetera,
0: that may distort his worldview from what he was raised in. And hopefully,
1: my son has enough common sense, which I believe he will, to where he'll be able to separate the BS from the real. You know, like I did when I started getting exposed more and more to these nutcases who didn't really grow up like how I grew up. Meaning they didn't grow up in a two parent household. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I did. You know, when I was in elementary school, a form of punishment was my father making me sit at the kitchen table and reading books. And I ain't talking about some, some little Harry Potter style books. He would make me read Malcolm X's autobiography. <laughs> he would make me read some stuff like that as a form of punishment. Because yeah, at the time I viewed it as punishment. But
0: later on I'm like, oh, okay, that was what's up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, so black community,
1: there are a lot of intelligent people, but it's misguided intelligence. And, you know, we can blame that on the dysfunctional class roaming around, but we can also blame that on the so-called already smarty people like me. And being that people who value education,
0: who value learning useful skills, who value
1: constantly trying to improve your situation, who values looking at yourself in the mirror, checking your Carfax report to to identify your deficiencies so that you can fix the things that you can control before you start running around pointing your finger at white people. You know, people like me, we are not active enough. We are not loud enough. When we should be more vocal. But the reason we are not active and loud enough is because too many of us have succumbed to being being, uh, afraid of being hit with the scarlet letter C. But coon,
0: that word coon is a powerful label in black society when it shouldn't be. that word coon has paralyzed a lot of our already smarty people who know better
1: into making them bow down to going along with the program of avoiding accountability and teaching other black people to hold themselves accountable for the things that they have direct control over, which makes absolutely no sense to me as to why people retreat treat uh, being accountable, self-accountability as
0: some, some type of taboo. So it's partially our fault for not combating these,
1: these delusional nutcases on the other side of the aisle. Who want to run around here and just avoid accountability and blame everything on everybody else.
0: But, you know, I do my part. I try to do my part to the best of my abilities. And hopefully, hopefully as time progresses and some of you guys out there
1: start understanding that you really don't have anything to fear, you will start becoming loud in your own right. And then maybe one day you'll venture off and you'll get your fancy schmancy microphones, get your fancy schmancy YouTube displays, green screens, and all this other stuff. They start going out there, putting together a nice presentation, and then serving up the people
0: real food instead of a plate full of crap. But you're going to have to overcome that fear. That fear has got a lot of y'all paralyzed when y'all
1: know y'all shouldn't be paralyzed. That fear has got a lot of y'all honestly believing that, you know, take, take, take the example of Chicago. Oh, we
0: shouldn't talk about Chicago. Why not? You know, you got people out here, honestly running, uh, people out here running
1: around, honestly believing that it's a bunch of white people and cops out there shooting up all these kids and, Terrorizing the hood in places like Chicago, New York, and other places, Baltimore, et cetera, et cetera. When we all know who's doing it, but our so-called arty smarty people are scared to speak up, even on the internet. It's one thing if you're scared to speak up because you live down the street from these Negroes. Most of y'all be, y'all most of y'all be like a thousand miles away from from all these dangers, these so-called danger zones, sitting in your house where nobody knows
0: you. You'd be scared to speak up because you are terrified of being labeled as a coon online. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I got to lead this charge
1: you can, and, and, and get y'all to understand that there's nothing to be scared of, that you can actually use your intelligence in a more constructive manner to where you can go out there and try to encourage people. Look in the mirror and go about the business of fixing themselves so that maybe we can get to the real business of trying to fix the community in a tangible manner instead of just sitting around here having circle jerk conversations over and over and over again about all the ills of the community. Been trying to figure out who we can blame next by saying they, they did it, they did it, white people, white supremacists, the man, Bigfoot, you know, the aliens did it. All this other crazy crap. Instead of saying, okay, here's the problem. How do we fix it? Who knows how to do this? Who knows how to do this? Let's educate these people. Let's round them up. Let's figure out how to get some financing for this thing.
0: Let's do what we got to do. And actually going out there and doing it <laughs> instead of just talking, but actually doing it. You know what I mean, so it's a lot of smart people. It's just misguided because it's not cool to be account. It's not cool to hold yourself accountable in the
1: com- in the uh, black community anymore. We have allowed these babblers to just run amok for years now, unchecked,
0: because they're scared of being tossed on the coon train and all this other foolishness. And so it is suppressing or holding back people from actually going out there being all that they should be able to be. Being proud
1: of it, being proud of being smart and being able to go out there and do something that's
0: not only beneficial to yourself, but maybe beneficial to somebody else who may be looking up to you. Like somebody left a comment. I meant to do a video on this, but
1: uh, I guess I just do. I'll just talk about it now. So. I talked about this when I did. I was on Keep It Techie's YouTube channel last Saturday. He was doing a little interview with me, asking me about my experience in IT, how I got into IT, what all do I know about certain things in IT, blah, 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 blah. So go check it out. I put it on my Tech G channel and it's on techie, uh, Keep It Techie's channel. Go sub to Keep It Techie. So. I mentioned this on his channel because somebody had asked me a question in my community tab. I don't remember exactly who it was, but they had asked me a question saying. What benefit would black people bring to I.T. that white people haven't already brought? And I had to th- I, I thought about that question for like a, a week straight. i was like, wow, what benefit could black people bring to I.T. that white people haven't already brought? Like, like what, what could a black person do that's so profound, so radical, so different that hasn't already been done in it? You
0: know, it's very hard to answer that question because one, you can't predict the future in terms
1: of how our current technology is shaping future technologies that are going to come out, meaning You look at apps like um, our companies like Uber. Uber's been around for about what? Six years, seven, maybe. They're they're a a multi-billion dollar company that doesn't own a single car. All it is is just an app (laughs) that people sign into. And then they allow people to turn their cars into taxis. Well, Uber... Wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for smartphones and apps? And those things didn't really come into the market real, real heavy until about 10 years earlier in 2006
0: or 2007. So rewind the clock back to the first time you saw an iPhone. Who would have
1: thought? You saw the iPhone commercial. I remember the first iPhone commercial that came out. I was at the gym, and it came on the TV. It showed a guy listening to music on what looked like an iPod. And then next thing you know, the phone rang, and he answered the phone. And everybody was like, wow, that's a phone?
0: Now, this is 2006, 2007. We were all blown away by the iPhone. Who could have thought? Eight, nine, 10 years later that a company would develop an app
1: that would allow people to transform their cars into taxi cabs. And then this company goes on to be a billion dollar plus company. Who would have thought that? But Uber wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for iPhones and Androids that allow for people to develop applications that are made for smart for mobile devices. So what I'm saying is, when it comes to this question of, yeah, it's the same thing with Airbnb. When it comes to this question of what can black people bring to IT that white people haven't done already, it's extremely hard to answer that question because where we are currently at with technology now, I don't know what the heck is coming around the corner in the next five to 10 years. Like, you you just don't know. Somebody mentioned Instacart. I just ordered from them today. Matter of fact, they gave me a $10 coupon, knocked $10 off my order. I love Instacart. Absolutely love it because I am not a fan of going to the grocery store.
0: (laughs) I will use Instacart. I will pay my $100 a year and use the hell out of Instacart. And I use them today. But who imagined that? Could you imagine five
1: years ago that? you will be ordering groceries off of your phone and then having somebody deliver it to your house? That was just uh, <laughs> Who thought of
0: that? Very few people probably have that idea in their brain. Very few. It is here. It is here. And guess what? G-Dizzle is a fan of it, baby. DoorDash, same thing. G.
1: Dizzle is a huge fan of Instacart, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I'm never going back to the grocery store as long as I can avoid it. <laughs> so. So what could black people
1: bring to I.T.? So I thought about it for a whole week. I was like, man, I don't know. What could they bring? Unless there's a black person working on something right now. Tinkering away in their little in their little office somewhere, that might not be the next biggest thing for five ten. Years. Like I don't know. So, but I found the answer, and guess where I found the answer? I was listening to the Breakfast Club this week or last week when Ti was on the Breakfast Club, and Ti actually said the answer that I was thinking in my
0: head of all people, Ti.
1: T.I. Yeah, said something along the lines of we got all these people playing ball, trying to rap, out here trapping. But we need more black people in tech, in STEM, doing this, doing that. And I was like, bingo, that's it, T.I. TI wins the already smarty comment of the day. So what could black people bring to tech that white people haven't already brought? Simple. You can bring your face to technology. (laughs) You can bring yourself to tech. Just being another face in IT or STEM or something, but we'll just go with IT since that's what I'm talking about. Just being a visible
0: face in IT. So that other people, in particular, kids, can see.
1: Hey, there are actually black people who do IT <laughs> instead of just white folks who do IT. And this is becoming very true because somebody followed me today on Twitter on my Tech G Twitter account, a black female who's just starting off in IT, and she's all up in the Twitter hashtags trying to find people who teach A-plus, talk about this. And then she came across my YouTube channel. She's like, oh, snap, you teach you teach this? Like, yes, I do, chick. I teach it. And then she, she told another person about me, another black person who, who discovered another person, a white dude, a very, well, he has a huge channel on YouTube who teaches IT, dude named Professor Messer. Pretty sure some of y'all heard of him. And a lot of people just think he's the only one that does this. I'm like, uh, no, I do it too, but he's been doing it a lot longer than me. So it's understandable why other people think he's the only one who does it, but you have a lot of black, you, you have, it's, you have some black people who are like just now starting to discover me on YouTube. And then I guess they are, they are appreciative of seeing another black person out here talking his tech talk, teaching his stuff, who actually knows what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so that might give them like a little warm and fuzzies. But the overall message is just being a presence, just making yourself available, making yourself seen is the biggest thing that a black person could bring to the field of IT that white people can't do. (laughs) Like, first and foremost, they can't do that because they're not black. But just being present. Being a visible face, showing that, hey, yeah, you can do this if you want. And it's not as hard as you think it is. So hopefully that answers that question to whoever asked me that question. You say black men like Marquise Brownlee could come up with something. Uh, what, what do you mean? I mean Marquise Brownlee. He's, you know, he, I don't even know how to classify him outside of the realm of a tech consumer. He's not a tech tech person like that. He's he's a tech consumer type of dude, but. I mean, even though he, he still provides a presence though, showing what you can be on YouTube, where you can be one of the biggest stars on YouTube without having to be talking about
0: woe is me babble all day. But you know. <laughs> but you know, you still have people calling him a coon. I think is ridiculous considering This dude
1: started YouTubing when he was like 14, 15 years old. He's about 25 now. Probably a a millionaire off of YouTube. He's getting ready to open up this this big facility that he just purchased so he can do all kind of crazy stuff up in there with his his YouTube videos and other things he got going on in life. But I've heard people refer to him as a coon. Like, Why would you call this dude a coon? Because what? He has a bunch of white people around him that more than likely work for him. Like last time I checked, his name is Marquise Brownlee. He owns that company. And all them white folks you see helping him with these videos, I guarantee you they work for him. They get their money for him. People aren't going to his YouTube channel to see all these random white people. They're going to his channel to see him. And then all that money he makes, because I'm sure he probably makes a few hundred thousand a month off of YouTube. You look at his views that joker gets over a million views of video consistently and they're all fully monetized and all that crap. All the white folks you see him running around with, he more, they're more than likely on his payroll. So why would, he, why would people consider him a coon? This dude literally took a hobby that he started as a, as a, as a, as a teenager and turned it into an extremely profitable business where he makes high-quality videos and he gets access to exclusive stuff that most of us won't get access to, you know, people and items and things of that nature. I don't see why anybody would classify this dude as a coon, especially when he doesn't talk about any, to my knowledge, he doesn't talk about any social issues at all. I've seen him do one video recently right after the George Floyd thing where he, you know, he was talking about his experience of being the only black person around, in certain schools or certain environments and how that kind of made them feel. But other than that, you know me out here talking about this crap.
0: You got better things to do. Now I don't blame them. He said this discourages a lot of black
1: men from entering STEM. Wait, hold on. What are you talking about? He said smart black men are ridiculed and treated as outcasts in the black communities. They are told they talk white. This discourages a lot
0: of black men from entering STEM. Yeah, I guess um, this is why you need more faces
1: in STEM, more black faces in STEM, so that you can be black
0: and still go out there and do the damn thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, you need more people to do these things.
1: Marquise is surrounded by white people. How many black people are in the tech industry? Of course, his crew is going to be white. I mean, but it doesn't matter if his crew is white, whatever. The whole point of that is who's on the payroll. Are they paying him or is he paying or is he paying them? I guarantee they work for him. So what's more important? Having a, 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 a a true black owned business where the black person is the one signing the checks or surrounding yourself by a bunch of black people in an industry that doesn't really have a whole bunch of black people in it. Like, like, which one is more important in Blackistan's eyes? What do they talk about? We need black-owned businesses. Technically, Marquise Brownlee is one. He's black and he owns a business. <laughs> like, that's it. He's black and he owns a business. And he's the one signing paychecks.
0: He's the star of that channel that probably brings in hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So what, what the problem is? He's out there doing all the crap they cry about. Look at Robert F. Smith, the billionaire. Go look at all the people that work for him. It's a bunch of white folks.
1: Now, Would you like to see more black people doing this stuff? Of course. Guess what you need? You're probably going to need qualified black people to do the job. I'm I'm willing to bet Robert Smith, when he was out there picking people to fulfill, or whoever was hiring people, I'm willing to bet, I, I highly doubt race was a, was a major thing. Being that the CEO and owner of the company is black, it was probably more so on, are you actually qualified to do this damn job? You know, like everybody's out here talking about, Joe Biden should pick a black woman to be his VP. Why does he got to pick a black woman? Why can't he just pick the, quali- the most qualified candidate? to be his VP. If it just happens to be a black woman, then it is what it is. But why does it just have to be a black woman to appease black voters? Like just pick, just pick
0: the most qualified person B that you believe is the most qualified person. So, you know, that, that's, that's the value, but you're going to have to foster this culture of, of instilling that it's okay to be smart. It's okay to go out there and learn things and try to
1: excel because, you know, when we get to all all this talk about we need to overthrow and dismantle, well, who do y'all think is going to be? Let's just say, let's just say there's an actual tangible process that's in place to allow for black people to go out there and overthrow and dismantle the system of white supremacy. Who do y'all think is going to be the people that is going to be the most qualified to do it? Is it going to be our already smarty people in black society or is it going to be all these dumb niggas? Who's going to be the one that actually does it, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Is it going to be all the Negroes who want to run around throwing bricks through windows and looting up stores? Or is it going to be the people who know how to read law books, who know how to write in legalese, who know how to interpret laws, who know how to you know operate certain businesses and industries because they have x amount of years doing this crap with the matching skills certifications degrees and all that crap who's going to be the one that actually goes about the actual process of implementing real change to overthrow the system the nfac the not effing around coalition where you got this dude named grandmaster j who doesn't know how, who, who who claims to be ex military, but yet doesn't understand how an M sixteen fires? Now, did you guys see that video? Did anybody see that video of Grandmaster J, where he was trying to explain why somebody accidentally shot themselves or shot somebody else at that
0: NFAC thing up in uh, Louisville? He got on camera with a with an AR fifteen and said, if you pull the charging handle back,
1: which will pull the bolt back, and you slam the rifle on the ground, and that causes the bolt to to go to
0: slam forward, he said that is enough to set to fire a bullet, to fire around. Now, when I heard that, I was like, there's no way in the world this guy ever served in the military. I refuse to believe it. For those of you who don't know, he says, Sarge Willie Pete called him an idiot. Yeah, well, Sarge Willie Pete's right. For those of you who don't
1: know, on an M16 or an AR-15, they're pretty much the same damn weapon for the most part. The bolt pretty much only serves two functions. It is basically to chamber around and eject around. That's it, that's all they do. When you pull the charging handle back, you'll lock the bolt in place, and then you can slam your magazine into the the magazine bay. And then you push this little button on the side, it'll release the bolt and that thing will slam forward. And as it goes to slam forward, there's a little notch on it that'll pick up around out of the magazine, and chamber that round into
0: the barrel. You can do. You can drop that thing up and down all day long with the weapon on safe or off safe. And that, that thing will never fire. What makes it fire,
1: there is a thing called a firing pin that is inside of it. And when you pull the trigger, the trigger drops a little hammer that hits the firing pin. And then the firing pin hits the back of the round on this little circle. And when it strikes that round, it causes an explosion to take place, which then sends the bullet flying down range. The tip of the bullet flying down range. And then the cartridge, what happens is after you fire it, the charging handle will go back and eject that cartridge.
0: Not cartridge, that uh, casing shell casing. And then it'll go forward and chamber another round until you get ready to squeeze the trigger. And anybody who served in the
1: military knows this. Grandmaster J was on this video talking about, this is what happens to a bunch of troops in basic training. They'd be just slamming their rifles up and down on the ground with a bolt. They pull the charging handle back and the bolts to the back, and then they drop their weapon and the bolt goes forward. And Grandmaster Jay was like, oh, this is how soldiers in basic training be shooting themselves. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know how soldiers in basic training shoot themselves? They don't practice uh, muzzle awareness, muzzle discipline, or trigger finger discipline as well. Meaning when we got these soldiers on the range, First thing they're taught is to keep your weapon pointed up and down range at all times. Meaning, wherever the targets are, your, the, the muzzle of your gun is going to be pointing in that direction. And then it's going to be aimed up at like a 45 degree angle pointed into the sky. Then you keep your weapon on safe, finger off the trigger and all that crap. What happens is you'll have these soldiers who get excited because they just shot their first weapon. Maybe they be all excited. They see, you know, they're turning around, waving a weapon. Oh, I just shot the target. Oh.
0: And they see, you know, somebody gets shot. <laughs> they're Not shooting themselves because the bolt is being slammed to the front.
1: All the bolt does is chamber around and eject a shell. That's all, that's all it does. That's literally all it does. I've had to take apart these weapons a
0: thousand times and clean them. <laughs> so I know what the hell I'm talking about. So once again, you look at somebody
1: like Grandmaster J, he has the charisma. He's attracted tens of thousands of people. He has his little ragtag army marching around doing whatever the hell they proclaim to be doing. He's smart in that arena of being able to attract a bunch of people to him but his smart his already smarties are not being properly applied to where he's running around here talking about you can accidentally shoot yourself just because the bolt slams to the front no you can't especially if you're proclaiming to be ex-military you can't be talking like that that destroys all your credibility like you you I'm, I mean I'm I'm being serious this is drilled listen when you join the military you, go, you start learning basic rifle marksmanship, BRM. You start learning that crap like the first two weeks you're there. <laughs> they drill this crap into your head, man. They drill it into your head. Because they don't want you accidentally shooting yourself or shooting
0: somebody else. And this is drilled into your head for your entire military career. So there's no way in the world. I highly... I, I, dude... I, I struggle to believe he was in the military at this point.
1: But, yeah, I used to tow the M4 when I was in Afghanistan. That's what I had to carry one of them things everywhere I went. The weapon could never leave my body, meaning it could never be more than an arm's length away. Meaning, if I took my left or right arm and I stretched it out, my left arm stretched out. is probably about two and a half, three feet. Because in case you guys don't know, you if you spread your arms out, Well, you got your wingspan, in case you guys don't know this, you spread your arms out from fingertip to fingertip. Your wingspan is is approximately the height of your
0: body, in case you guys didn't know that. I spread my arm out about two and a half, three feet. My weapon
1: can't be no greater than where I can reach. It has to be next to me at all times. When I used to go take a shower, I used to go take a crap. Whatever. Guess what? My weapon was there
0: with me <laughs> at all times. As in, I was literally sleeping with my weapon. Nah, Grandmaster Wess's face said he was in the Army. He said he was, a, he was a Cav soldier
1: out of Fort. He said he was at Fort Bliss back in the day or something like that. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I always thought Cav was at Fort... Fort um that base fort.
0: What's that damn base in Texas? Shit. Hold on, let me look it up. I can't even think of the damn name of the base. Biggest army
1: base in world. What's the name of that damn. Base? Not Fort Bragg. What's the one in Texas? Army base where, where that girl was killed. Army base in Texas. I was never stationed there. That's why I don't know.
0: Fort Hood. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Fort Hood. Yeah, Fort Hood. I don't, know why, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. I've never been to Fort Hood, but I was never sent there, but whatever.
1: So, But the whole point is with Grandmaster Jay, he's very, he's very intelligent because he has the capabilities to attract people to him, to get them to go on these, these protests. But his intelligence is misguided, being that, he obviously doesn't know basic rifle marksmanship in terms of how a weapon operates, in particular, the AR-15. Because like I say, the AR-15 and the M-16 are damn near identical weapons. Just M-16 is the military, it's certain different things here and there. AR-15 is a civilian version. Now, he can probably go down... And be one of these spec dudes because, you know, here's the thing, right? I was watching his video earlier. He was running it out. I know all the specs, this, that, and the third, basically trying to prove that he's this weapons connoisseur. And you got a lot of people that are out there that are like that, right? They are, I call them spec junkies. They know all the specs about everything. When I used to take pictures, when I used to do photography real heavy back in the day, I used to come across a lot of dudes who knew all the specs about every camera and every lens, but they were horrible at taking pictures. Like they can run down the specs better than I could, but they were horrible at taking pictures. So I'm like, what is, what is the point in knowing all the specs if you can't use your camera? And so he comes across as one of those dudes where they sit around and they read specs all day, watch videos, you know, just engage in this extreme spec tech talk. But if you spend time at a weapons range firing your weapon and then having to clean your weapon, then you will know that you cannot cause an AR-15 or an M-16 to fire a weapon just just by having the bolt simply slam to the front. Because, like I said earlier, when you slam the bolt to the front, all that does is chamber a round. And then when you fire the round, the bolt goes to the back to kick to eject the shell of the round it just fired. And then chamber
0: another round. And then when your magazine is empty, the bolt will go all the way back. The bolt will go to the back and lock. Like, you would know that if you spent time at a weapons range. Now he could probably beat me in running down all the specs for the effective kill range of an AR-15,
1: how the actual bullet travels in the air when it comes out the muzzle. Because in case you guys don't know, when a bullet comes out the muzzle, especially that of an M16, it doesn't
0: just go straight. It actually goes up and then comes down. Don't ask me why. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but he could probably talk to you probably talk me he probably runs circles all
1: day when it comes to that crap but i could probably run circles on him when it's time to go out to to a weapons range and start knocking down targets 300 meters away which
0: i've done a lot of damn times in my life supported unsupported in the foxhole all that crap you know what i'm saying so i mean what's what's more important I'm not saying
1: not, I'm not saying that not knowing the specs isn't important, but I don't think it is as important as knowing how to fire and clean that damn thing. When, especially when you got to use
0: it. You know, when I was in Afghanistan, it's a lot of dust over there. We we used to have to clean our weapons at least once a week, even though we even
1: though it was depending upon what you did. You more than a, you were, probably weren't going to use it,
0: but I had to keep it clean for the just in case. It wasn't no for show, Were we just going to march around with our guns in
1: Louisville and put on a, a, a quote-unquote show of force. <laughs> no, we actually had a show of force every day because it, it might go down. You don't know. The day might be the day where it goes down. You got to be ready. You had to walk around that thing at all times with your, your freaking magazines ready, ready to throw them, throw them
0: suckers in there and get busy if you had to. You know, I'm just saying. But, you know, it's just an example of mis- misguided, arty, smarty people. Because you look at him, what is, what is the purpose of what he's doing? I mean,
1: it looks cool. Oh, we got all these black people with guns. Okay, fine. I'm not against black people having guns. Everybody should have a gun. If you are legally allowed to own a gun, go out there and get all the guns you can afford. I'm not against that. But it looks rather foolish when you're leading all these people. And then somebody in your so-called ranks accidentally shoots themselves or shoots somebody else or whatever the hell happened. Like, why is that happening? Before you start rounding up all these people to go on these damn protests and marches, you should have sat all their asses down a week or two, couple weeks in advance, and went over some basic rifle marksmanship with these people and verify they knew actually they knew what the hell they were actually doing with these weapons they understood like hey and first of all here's another question why are you at a protest and why do you have live ammunition chambered <laughs> i didn't understand that at first i was like wait a second what do you mean somebody got shot why are they walking around with
0: with rounds locked and loaded and what the hell are y'all doing Why can't you just have your magazine sitting on your hip or you got an empty magazine thrown in there to make it look like you got one or whatever the case is, but what the hell are y'all doing? Another example of misguided smarts, man. That's, that's
1: all over the community in some form or fashion. Like I say, if he's ex, if he's
0: truly ex military, he would have he would have checked that shit. You know what I'm saying. So black introvert. So yes, there are smart black people,
1: but it's a bunch of misguided smarts. And until these misguided smarts are aimed in the proper direction. And applied in a meaningful manner. And then no, the community is going to struggle to fix itself. Because right now we have a bunch of smart people doing a bunch of pointless, useless, dumb crap day in and day out all over the place. All willy nilly. Just for the dollar bill, y'all. I heard somebody mention with these live stream. I was listening to somebody's live stream. Who was it? And they made a perfect analogy about these live streams where everybody's going in on each other about these live streams and everybody's sitting around counting everybody's money and how much they make it on the live streams. Somebody, I don't remember who I was listening to, but somebody, somebody equated these live streams, especially with the dudes in the black mantle sphere. This is the, this is the, this is black men's version of, of working the stripper pole. <laughs> He said these Negroes be getting up on these live streams like they like like a bunch of chicks at the strip at the at the strip club and putting on these shows just so that they can see those cash apps jingle jingle and all that stuff and, and all that crap. Speaking of that, there's there's my y'all uh, want to put a little something on mine. So there you go. But it, it, it was a it was such a it was a beautiful analogy. I was like, wow, that is a great analogy, man. This is. The black, a lot of these dudes in the black manosphere are, are literally like digital strippers <laughs> doing whatever they got to do to, to get that cash app, that, that PayPal and that super chat ringing. Man, I need to figure out who the hell said that. So I give them their proper credits. I do not remember who said that, but that was a great
0: analogy. Now I can't look at them ever the same again. When I, when I see it, I'll be like, oh, God. Here we go. Says, Aren't
1: I a part of it? I'm not a part of the black manosphere. Look, here's, here's why. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I'm black manosphere adjacent. Like, I'm not in it. I'm like right outside the circle, looking in the windows and trying to figure out what these crazy niggas are doing. <laughs> Like, that, that's where I'm at. Like, like the black manosphere is like, is like this store with all these glass windows, and I'm standing outside looking through the windows
0: trying to figure out why these, why these Negroes in here doing this dumb crap. So I'm, I'm black manosphere adjacent. And I prefer to be black manosphere adjacent. Because
1: it's a lot of idiots in the so-called black sphere. Not all of them, of course. But, you know, the majority, it seems like it's a bunch of idiots. A bunch of dudes who are just trying to hop on the panel so that they can start their own stream team strip show. Live stream strip show. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But when I just listen to some of the crap they talk about, I'm like, I can't get jiggy this. I-, I just don't understand. What value
0: is this bringing over the long term? Like, how is this going to help black society? Says some people shouldn't be on the panels. Yeah. But
1: look, I'm not, I'm not here to tell people how to run their panels or how to run their channels. That's, that's their prerogative. Like I'm, I'm not one of these people who goes around here policing who people listen to. We'd be like, oh, you listening to my enemy. You can't be on my channel. I don't do nothing. I don't give a damn who y'all listen to. Y'all can, y'all could can be, y'all can be faithful subscribers of somebody who absolutely hates me. I wouldn't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? I, I legit don't care. But um, so I'm not gonna tell them how to run their channels, but I do agree with you. I don't understand why some of these people do hop upon. Like, I was listening to a live stream. <sighs> whose channel was it it was it was about i want to say it was mr fantastic's channel because i listen to his stuff a lot I think he's an interesting dude and it's probably it's probably about a week ago i don't know and some dude hopped up on the panel every other word out his mouth was no i'm saying no i'm saying yeah, man, you know, they're happy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, they was, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it was literally like every other word was, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nigga, what are you saying? Because all you do is say, you know what I'm saying? Like, God dog, you can't, you can't, you can't say a sentence without saying, you know what I'm saying, you no know I'm saying. It, it was literally, he was talking for like five straight minutes. And it was like every, every four words was, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. And then sometimes he wouldn't even get a complete sentence out. He'd be like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No. no, what are you saying, bruh? Why are you up here talking? Nobody, I don't know what the hell you're saying. Because all you're saying is, you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, why are you talking? <laughs> Just type in the comments. So, but a dude like that, a dude
1: like that will run off and start a YouTube channel. <laughs> channel be called Know I'm Saying. He gonna start the Know I'm Saying YouTube channel. I think he can just Know I'm Saying himself all the way to the top. And then they be like extra bold and confident with it. You'd be like, no, you suck. And then they'll cry and complain, oh, you, you, you don't want to support me. And they and, and be like, maybe you just suck, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe maybe you just suck. Like, look. We all have a tendency to be like, think we're the greatest thing in the world. Like the human brain is designed to show, to, to show, to, to have ourselves look extremely favorable. But then other people look at us and be like, nah, that ain't it, player. I and mean, then some of us have a hard time accepting criticism <laughs> because our brains are programmed to favor our worldview above everybody else's. And that's, what, that's what's going on on YouTube with some of these dudes. Like, I'll give you another example. Ty City,
0: who I guess him and Mr. Fantastic are enemies now. And they were friends, now they're enemies. And y'all know I
1: don't have a problem dropping names over here because I don't care. So Ty City was doing a live stream last night talking about going, uh, attempting to go in
0: on uh, Mr. Fantastic. Let me tell y'all what happened. For the first 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, this Negro Thai city spent literally the first 30 to 45 minutes talking I'm like, about, I'm
1: going, I'm about, to, I'm about to go in. I'm about to go in. Y'all don't want to get gangster with me. Y'all don't want to get G with me. I'm sitting here watching this like, well, niggas, go in. Like, start already. It was literally like 30, 40 minutes of him just sitting around talking about, oh, I'm about to go in. Uh, I'm about to go in. <laughs> I'm like, why? Well, go in. What are, we, what are we doing here? Why do you have to have 30, 40 minutes of you talking about you finna go in? Go in. Like, get it started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I wasted 30, 40 minutes waiting for him to get it started. And I clicked off. and was like, man, I'm tired of watching this crap. I'm not lying. Who, black introvert, you were watching. Did you see it last night?
1: He literally spent the first 30 to 45 minutes
0: talking about how he's getting ready to go in. I'm like, my nigga, start already. <laughs> I, I'll let you slide for the first five minutes,
1: maybe even 10, uh, maybe uh, no, five minutes of you prepping everybody for the go in. He spent 30 to 45 minutes, y'all, talking about how he finna go in. I don't even know what he went in on because I turned it off. I, was like, I can't sit here and listen to him talk about he finna go in. Nigga, we 30 minutes into the damn live
0: stream. When are you going to start? <laughs> like, God, I could, I was like, what is this? What is this? But well, he probably thought he was
1: dropping some hot fire last night during them first 30, 40 minutes. Now, I don't know what happened after I turned it off. Maybe he did. But he probably thought he was that nigga last night during the first 30 to 45 minutes. I'm like, nigga, you whack as hell right now, B. Like, start. <laughs> the
0: hell is you talking about you finna go in for 30, 40 minutes? Start already. Good God. That thing drove me up. I, dude, I'm telling you, I was pissed. I was heated. Like, I, it was driving me crazy, man. Because he just kept saying it over and over. I didn't stick around to watch it. I couldn't look. After about, oh, so you were there.
1: So you saw, so you know So you know I'm not lying. SSXLs, you know I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. Did he spend, did he or did he not spend the first 30 to 45 minutes talking about how he's going to go in? I couldn't take it no more. I, 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 was ready, I was ready to hear it. Like, all right, do it. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Fantastic went off earlier that day You know, I'm here for the I'm here for the 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 Negro nonsense. I ain't picking no sides. You know, I'm cool with Fantastic. I don't know Thai City or anything, but I'm here for the Negro nonsense. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 on the outside looking in so I can have something to come over here and talk about. he literally just like, I'm finna go in. I'm finna go in. Uh, uh, y'all don't want me to get gangster and G. I'm finna go in. it's like, oh my goodness, 30 to 45 minutes of this, him just saying the same crap. But in his mind, he probably thought, yo, nigga, I'm spitting hot bars right now. No, no, you weren't. Maybe
0: you did after I left, but when I was there, no, you weren't. <laughs> you were literally sounding like the no, I'm saying guy. Yeah, Lisa, don't just talk about it. Be about it. Maybe he was. Like I say, I don't know. I left. I got wore out. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. Y'all can go run back and tell him I don't give a
1: shit. I really don't care. Y'all Listen, y'all know how I do. I drop names every chance I get. And I don't care if people run back and be like, oh, he said this. Ooh, I don't care. What are they going to do to me? They going to do. They going to make a video. Then I'm going to make a video clowning them. And you know that's how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Y'all go back and tell if you want. I don't give a shit. <sighs> there ain't no beef. I don't beef with people. I just clown people. I make them look stupid. I drop names and keep it pushing. I don't, I don't be understanding why people be scared to drop names. Like shit, these
1: YouTubers. Hell, y'all scared to drop. I hate. I hate when people do that crap. Don't say their name, and the, you know, Mister Fantastic does this. He be pissing me off when he says, this "Don't mention their name in the chat." Now I understand why, because he doesn't want to give shine to people. Me, I don't give a shit. If I'm talking about somebody, I'm saying their name. I don't care. You're a content creator. You make videos. You. It is what it is. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. That's the way this thing operates. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned.
0: Somebody said, you to get me some more subscribers. That's, I mean, that's cool. Um, that's, that's another thing. That's another reason why I'm not part of the Black Metal Sphere. Because every subscriber that y'all see on my channel, I did that. I built this channel up one subscriber at a time from scratch.
1: All me, all me, I didn't start going on to other people's panels till I had over 5,000 subs. Matter of fact, the first panel that I ever did was Obsidian's last year. I had over, I had close to 6,000, I don't know, it was close to 6,000 subs by the time I went on
0: his panel. That was the first time I ever went on anybody's panel. I'd never started off on panels. None of that crap.
1: Now, I'm going to tell you, this is what I did. I'm not saying that they're wrong for how they do it. This is just how I do it. You know what I'm saying? But that's, I think that's another factor as to why I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself part of the black manosphere sphere because I think one of their, their things is you have to start off. Matter of fact, uh, what's his name? Grandmaster Troll, Kenneth, Kenneth, whatever his name is. I know what I'm talking about the dude, Debbie doxing everybody. He did a video not too long ago explaining, he equated the black manosphere sphere to the mob. And how he was like people in the chat, they're like the they're they're the associates, you know. The, an associate to the mob is somebody that hasn't been made, but you know they're still running around here doing the deeds of the mob, you know, beating up people and all this other crap. Then he was like the soldiers, they're the ones who, you know, that they're, they're made men, but they're the lower ranking made men. And when you equate that to YouTube terms. He was like the soldiers in black, black, the, the black metal sphere are the moderators, people who got wrenches. And then people who go up and hop on panels. Those are the those are the soldiers. Then he said the next level is you become a captain. And he was like a captain is somebody who goes from being a moderator and a panelist to now they start their own channel but they still fall up under the leadership of the bigger YouTuber that helped put them on. So in the case, take a Grinch and an Angry Man type of relationship. And then he was like, the next level after that, it become the underboss. In the mob world, the underboss is the number two guy. You equate that to the Black Manosphere, that would be Grinch and Angry Man with the, with the whole masculine mercenary thing. Grinch is the number two, Angry Man is the number one. Then the boss is, you know, obviously, you know, whoever runs their their so-called clique. It was a pretty good analogy he put together. I was very impressed with Ken. I was like, wow, that is a great analogy. And it was great because the night before, I had watched this documentary on Netflix talking about how the mob was running New York City back in the 70s. And they were showing, like, the four or five families that ran the mob and how they had, like, a two- They had like a a billion-dollar-plus operation going on out there. And then I just happened to see Kenneth's show. I was like, oh, I just got finished watching something about this. It was a very good analogy. Props to Kenneth for breaking it down like that. He did a very good job. So y'all go check out Grandmaster Troll's channel where he did that video, that breakdown. It was very good. And in that video, somebody mentioned Jessica X. In that video, he walked the steps. He, he, he explained how Jessica Epps leapfrogged everybody to becoming a boss, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So do I like her? I don't I don't know anything about her content. I've
0: never listened to her channel. And I highly doubt I will. I highly doubt that I will because. I'm trying to understand. One, she's a black female. Or Whatever in the black manosphere. And then two, she's a foreigner from another country. Now, when I listen to these black manosphere discussions,
1: me personally, sometimes I have a, I have a hard time listening to dudes who are
0: from foreign countries, especially dudes that be over there in England. And they be talking about their problems. they be talking about blackmail issues but I'd be like, it's kind of hard for
1: me to comprehend it because I'm like, dude, y'all are across the pond in England. <laughs> y'all are not here in America. The stuff that these Negroes in the black manosphere talk about is 99.99% strictly tailored to black American men. And so when I listen to these dudes overseas who be in these conversations, I sometimes I just be like, I don't get it. Like, like, dudes, you don't even live here. <laughs> like, what the hell can you actually add to the conversation about something you don't experience on a daily basis other than what you see taking place through your phone or your computer? I don't know if that makes sense. It just kind of strikes me a little weird when I hear these foreigners in these conversations. Just, it, just, it comes across weird as hell to me. So, being that she's a foreigner and she's a female, I just be I, I don't I don't understand I don't understand it how she's in the black mantle here. But then again, i me personally, I'm probably not going to take my time to investigate because I I I, they, I don't have an interest in finding out. I don't I don't see what the appeal is. And, and well, like I say, maybe there is an appeal there. I just don't see it to where I'm going to invest time listening to it. Cause I'm like, she has two strikes against her. She's a female and she's from another country. And I'm assuming she lives in another country over in Europe somewhere. I don't understand what, like, how, how is she tying to all of this when most of these conversations are purely from the perspective, the experiences of black men who live in America?
0: I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. But I, I just don't I don't understand it. What do you mean females aren't in the manosphere? She's in the manosphere. What are you talking about? Everybody says she's in the manosphere. And look, i look-like like I say, I'm not, this ain't no
1: hate against her. She might be the greatest content creator in the damn world. For all I know, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm I'm struggling to understand. How is she in this sector? What is she actually bringing her and all these other black dudes who live in England? Like, how are they adding to this sector when
0: they don't live your experience here? Like a black dude in England who's over there eating fish and chips and sipping on tea and crumpets. Dealing with whatever he deals with, like, how does that relate to you over here in America? Now, they might have their ratchetness over there, but wouldn't you find it kind of funny? Let's just say that the black metal
1: sphere was dominated by black dudes from England. Wouldn't you as a black American kind of find it funny to be jumping into their conversations
0: and talking about things that's going on over there, even though you have no direct connection over there?
1: you've probably never been over there. All you know about what's going on over there is what you see on what you see taking place online, as opposed to you actually going through it in
0: real time in real life. It, it, to me, it's just a weird thing. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Like I say, it just, it just comes across
1: weird to me. It's like, Like, what is this dude who got this heavy-ass English accent? What the hell does he know about Bonquisha over here in the States? You might have
0: your British Bonquisha over there, but, you know, I I don't know if you can, you know what I'm saying? It's just weird to me. (laughs) It's just weird to me, you know what I'm saying? This comes across a little weird, that's all, that's all I'm saying. The conservative red pill says black is black. Don't matter where they're
1: from. Black men in the UK have the same issues. How how can you prove that? Have you been to the UK and lived over there for an extended period of time to deal
0: with these people? I don't know if you can actually verify that statement you just made. How How can you how can you how can you how do you know? You, you would have to actually go to England and live
1: over there for like a couple years, get heavily ingrained into their society on a 24 hour basis before you can come back here and be like, yeah, they're just the same.
0: I don't know if you can do that just by listening to people talk shit on the Internet. So you said a British black man wrote a book. Okay, how do you know that that book wasn't written just based off of crap he's heard Negroes over here talk about? Like, how can you fact check his book? To
1: verify that they did their black women over there are the exact same as the ones over
0: here. Yeah, I've heard of the name before. How, How can you how can you verify it? What I'm saying is if I saw his book talking about black women and he's equating black women to British women. And if he's never been here, now you're saying he's been here,
1: but did he come here just as a visitor or did he actually live here for an extended period of time? Cause look, it's a, listen, it's like somebody coming to, I'm, I live in Orlando. Imagine somebody coming to Orlando going to visit Disney world and universal studios, they down there for a week taking pictures with Mickey mouse and shit. Then they go back home and they see, you know, they out here, talking out. Yeah, man, I'm from the, Oh, I'm from Orlando. Be like, but nigga, you was only down here for two weeks visiting Disney world. You weren't actually in Orlando, Orlando. You were in the tourist area doing what tourists are supposed to do. You aren't actually in Orlando, Orlando, dealing with
0: Orlando natives. <laughs> so you can't go back talking about you, you, you from Orlando. You can't do it. I'll give you another example. Augusta, Georgia.
1: I'm not from Georgia. I'm not from Augusta, but I lived there for 10 damn years. Or probably longer than that. Probably about close to 12 years. Actually, Actually owned a house up there. I bought my first house when I was 26. I sold it about three years ago. Had a house out there for 10 years that I lived in. Now, I'm fully qualified to go out there and talk about Augusta, Georgia.
0: Because I was there for 10 damn years. Woke up and went to sleep there for 10 years, even though I'm from Florida. I was fully ingrained into Augusta, Georgia's ecosystem and culture which is one of the
1: reasons why i sold my house and got the hell out when i had the opportunity because i got tired of being around them
0: country bumpkins and them rednecks so i'm saying when i hear these foreigners i'm not saying that they're not legit i just wonder how many
1: of them are actually qualified to talk about the things they're talking about As opposed to them just regurgitating stuff other people are saying because it's entertaining. Especially when these conversations in black YouTube are centered around 99.99% black American experiences only. Like, How often do these British dudes talk about their experience and then go off and make channels and they're constantly talking about British black women all day long?
0: Like, damn near every video talking about black women in the black mental sphere is about black American women. Damn near everyone. So that's why, that's why I look at it funny style. Then I mean, you're saying he wrote a book. Okay. I need a, I, need a, I need a deeper understanding of how he came to the,
1: how did he come, come about writing this book? Is it because, he lived here for a long time and dealt with black American women for a long
0: time or is he writing it from the perspective of shit that he heard black American men talking about black American women that's that's what I'm trying to understand here when I hear these foreigners
1: in the black manosphere you know it's the same way people question me you biracial yeah but I've been around you, niggas, since, since the
0: day I was born. <laughs> been around black people since the day I was born, Negro. No, 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 no. You can't see conservative red pill. That's where I disagree.
1: You said, dude, the world knows that black women are dysfunctional. It doesn't even matter. No, it does matter because these conversations about the black women's They are 99% about black American women. Unless you actually go to Africa and travel, spend extensive time traveling to various countries, dibbling and dabbling in the various cultures and communities and other places in Europe where there is a high concentration of black people, you can't quantify that statement. The only person in the black manosphere that can remotely make that determination is O'Shea because he's been living in Europe for who God knows how long. And now he's been stuck in Africa for like five months now. (laughs) He's the only one that can potentially make that statement. Most black people can't, can't sit around here and be like, yeah, blacks in Europe, black women in Europe are just as screwed up as our women. You, you have no idea if you haven't been around them women,
0: you don't know. So you can't, you can't quantify that statement. Or qualify that statement. It's another issue y'all have with the black manosphere. Or just pro,
1: well, this is just black culture in general. Black culture loves to, and like I said, this extends beyond just black women. Because pro blacks do this all the time or just black Americans do this all the time. Black Americans love to pretend like everything that goes on with black Americans is, is, is happening the exact same way with every other black person on the planet. You know how many black people live in the world? It's like 2 billion that live on
0: the African continent by itself. Are like 40 million black people in America. You can't really sit here and be like, the things we go through here in America in black society happens
1: everywhere with every other black person. You can't say that
0: unless you are actually out there with these people for more than just a visit. Because most of y'all, all all y'all know about, like you're saying,
1: Nigeria and Ghana, all you know about Nigeria and Ghana is what you see through the media.
0: You have to actually live there, B, to get a greater understanding. Where you can see the nuances
1: and really understand the culture and then understand why certain things may be going down the way they're going down. Other than, oh, I saw a video. Somebody said something or I saw this. This is why if y'all are going to talk this past because you got passport in your name. I hope you got a lot of stamps on your passport, bruh. You got a lot of
0: stamps and have you, have you spent extensive amounts of time over there with these people? That's, that's the problem with a lot of black people on YouTube when they get to trying to talk about the diaspora.
1: They're, they're painting their small worldview on literally billions of other people that don't even live here
0: and have totally different cultures, totally different societal norms Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's why I think it's crap what you're saying. And that's why I think it's funny style when these British dudes
1: be up in the manosphere talking reckless and greasy when the conversations are 99% about the black women's here in America. I'm like, all right, British dude, are you saying this because you actually lived in America for like five, 10 plus years and dealt with? predominantly black women or are you just saying it's because of shit you hear on YouTube and then you're just regurgitating it (laughs) because it's popular is what people want to hear I guess you're trying to jumpstart your channel or whatever because I have no way of verifying that British women are like that unless I actually
0: live over there and experience it with my own damn eyes That goes on a lot. So look, y'all go listen. I'll listen, I,
1: like I say, I don't know anything about Jessica, Jessica X. She might be the greatest thing to ever hit the YouTube website. She might be the next PewDiePie out in these streets. I have no idea.
0: But I'm struggling to understand the appeal because I'm just like, she's a woman
1: and she's from another country. Like what can she honestly add to this conversation about how black Americans get down, if she isn't living
0: here amongst us? Like what can she honestly add to this conversation, B I mean, just imagine if it was a bunch of, imagine if it was some Negroes from South Africa,
1: right? they got a youtube channel and it's booming 10 20,000 subs or whatever they getting 10 you know whatever they they doing the they doing the standard stereotypical numbers that get done in black
0: the, the black manosphere and they talking about all the crazy crap that goes on in south africa with their women could you honestly as an american Who's been in America, go on their panels and start talking about black women, basing it
1: off of just strictly your interactions with American black women, even though when they're talking about black women, 99% of their content is geared towards black South African women. Like, can, can you honestly imagine yourself going over there? And actually adding something of true value to the conversation when you literally do not deal with those women. You don't understand the nuances that they understand them. Like when we say Bonquisha over here, that has a very specific meaning to us over here. I'm pretty sure. Well, I can't verify this, but I highly doubt. Black dudes in Britain are running around calling black women certain black women in Britain, Bonquisha. When we say it, we know exactly what that term means and who it's in reference to, meaning there are certain traits and qualities that will make somebody a potential Bonquisha over here or a potential pookie over here. That we've all agreed that if a person demonstrates certain traits and characteristics based off of things we've seen our own family and friends or whatever in the community doing. We all have a collective agreement that this person fits the stereotypical traits of a Pookie, Ray Ray, or Bonquisha, Bon, you know, whatever, type type of
0: Sharkisha, whatever. You can't take that same lingo and necessarily apply it to a British chick. It won't have the same meaning over there. Because that is a term that is strictly
1: relegated to that we use to describe certain black Americans. But I don't know how you could add. So let's just say let's just say the, the South African dudes over there talking about their women and they got certain nicknames for certain women over there and how they get down. Well, that nickname is derived based off of certain traits and characteristics they've witnessed over generations being applied that have denoted these women as being labeled as whatever the hell name they came up with. Like, how could you really add to that conversation when you don't live over there? You don't understand the nuances of why they're saying this stuff in terms of you experiencing it in real time for an
0: extended period of time. When I say extended, I'm talking about like five, 10 years. Are you dealing with them only? So that's that's what I'm saying with the Jessica X thing. It's like I don't understand it.
1: Outside of people lusting over her avatar and lusting over the sound of her voice. I don't I'm struggling to understand the appeal beyond that in terms of what value is she actually bringing to a
0: community on YouTube. That focuses primarily On black Americans. Especially black Americans. That most of them never leave the country to go visit any place else. And
1: everything they're talking about is based off of life experiences that they've had dealing with
0: damn near nothing but black Americans. I don't understand how a Brit can add to the conversation. (laughs) Or, or Baba Babatunde, him too, unless he's been living in America for a long time. That's 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 what I, that's the issue that I see. I'm just like, OK, I don't, I don't get it, but all right. So I'm not going to run around here and be like black women over there, just the same as over here. Ah, Shit, I don't know. I've never
1: been to England before. <laughs> never been you can't sit here and honestly say that if you have never been and dealt with these women
0: on a day in and day out basis All, and, and then you're just taking a word for some random nigga on, on the internet who sound like he probably got his talking points from niggas from American niggas Cause you have no way to verify that the shit he's saying is true as it applies to the women in his country. Yeah. No, unless you go over there. That's all I'm saying. I I don't, I I don't see how this is going over your head
1: or anybody's head, but that's just kind of where I'm at with it.
0: Just find it funny. I'm just like, okay, okay. Talking about black Americans here. Okay. <laughs> support who you want to support. You know what I'm saying. Support who you want to support. Do your thing. Hmm. So that's that. Anybody else got any questions? Anybody else got any questions out there? How long have we been on this thing? For an hour and a half already? What time is it? I think it was almost 12 o'clock. Shoot. <sighs> All right. Look, conservative, we can keep having this discussion. You're going to keep saying your point. I'm going to keep saying my point. But do you have any stamps on your passport saying that you've been to England? And then if you have, how long were you there? Pookie, okay, I already talked about Grandmaster J. I talked about him earlier. I, I don't, I, I, I'm,
1: I'm questioning. I said Grandmaster J is smart in terms of his ability to attract people. But I'm questioning whether or not he's actually a military vet being that he doesn't understand how uh, an an AR-15 fires around based off of that video of him slamming
0: his weapon on the table in the bolt, slamming forward. And then factor that into people in his his little militia accidentally shooting each other. (laughs) Like, okay, you say you're military. How is that happening, bro? Okay. Okay. So yeah. You know. but I think he's just was he he he's the he's the latest and greatest of what's hot in black in black society. He says I don't know the culture, I do learn do. Gosh, conservative, I don't
1: understand how this is flying over your head, bro. You can learn about other people's cultures and read about them shits all day long. Until you actually go and live amongst the people for an extended period of time where when you wake up, you're surrounded by them 24-7
0: and they are all you pretty much deal with. Then you don't truly know the culture. I mean, how hard is that to comprehend, bro? So unless you've actually been to England, lived over there, dealt with them all day long, every single day, to where you started developing an English accent your damn self, if that hasn't happened, you don't really know the culture. You don't know the culture, as in know you really know the culture. To actually know a culture, you have to be in it physically. Can't just read a book. Got to go out there and experience it 24-7. Unless you did that, you don't know the culture, bro. You just know what somebody else told you. Or what you read. Then you have no, unless you, unless you actually, here's
1: another thing. Unless you have actually been ingrained in that culture, what you
0: would learn from somebody else, you have no way of verifying if that stuff is true or not. So you don't, so unless you, unless you woke up in England every day,
1: And you got you an English accent and you've been dealing with English black women
0: nonstop for like the last five years. You got to eat fish and chips and all that crap with them. You
1: don't know the culture. You don't know the nuances, all the nooks and crannies of the culture, bruh.
0: You just know what other people have told you. Well, you just said you're an expert. You said you're Jamaican. Okay, what what the fuck does that mean?
1: (laughs) What does that mean? What? You you a Jamaican that goes back and forth to England? Like, what what, what does that mean? I got Jamaicans in my family, too. One of my cousins is half Jamaican. His dad is a full-blown Jamaican. Used to be a drug dealer back in the day, right? Used to hang out with this dude
0: every now and then, be around him all the time. Does that make me an expert on Jamaica? Because my cousin's dad is
1: is a Jamaican. (laughs) I got a cousin that's Haitian. Lives in, lives in, uh, 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 what's,
0: what's the, uh, country on the other side of Haiti? Dominican Republic, right? I guess I'm an expert on Haiti and the Dominican, uh, expert on the island of Hispaniola. I'm an expert on that island too, huh? Because of my proximity to my family members, right? I can go down there and speak Patois and all that crap. Start throwing up my, representing the zoes and all that crap. (laughs) My cousin Haitian. I could be a zoe. Can I be a zoe? My cousin Haitian. Is not in my blood i'm half white guess what bob marley was
1: half white too he's a jamaican <laughs> guess you need to give up bob marley bob marley was half white too me and bob
0: marley are the same genetically you need to stop repping bob marley stop claiming bob i don't want to hear you playing any more bob marley music ever Ever. But it's funny, you're in my
1: chat listening to a half breed. (laughs) You're in my chat listening to me. It ain't
0: the opposite way around. Funny how that works. You're here listening to me. Yeah, y'all ever noticed that? People love to come over here. You half white. You half white. But you listen to me. You come to me. I don't come to you. Amazing how that always works, right? Amazing how us biracials and
1: mulattos are always able to command the attention of you Negroes.
0: (laughs) Amazing how that works. You come to me. I don't come to you. But it's been like that through history. I mean, that's not a new phenomenon. That's how it's always been. The greatest Jamaican star ever is Bob Marley, a biracial. Imagine that. The most revered
1: and celebrated reggae artist in history is a biracial, y'all. A mulatto.
0: Black mother, white father. What about my white side? What about him? What you want to know? What about your white side? What about him? What you want to know? What about? You want to know about my white side, bro? You want to know? They white people. (laughs) That's it. That's it. They white people. That's it. That's what they are. They white. No, 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 no. Jamaicans love Bob
1: Marley, bro. Like, don't even come in here telling that damn lie. I don't even believe you're Jamaican now. You, you are not Jamaican. Ain't, no Jamaican gonna, ain't nobody from the Caribbean, period, especially Jamaica, going to sit around here and act like Bob Marley ain't the shit. Ain't the greatest thing to ever come up off that damn island. Now you're lying. Now you are flat out lying. I don't believe you're Jamaican at all. This nigga's lying. He ain't no Jamaican, ladies and gentlemen. He is not a Jamaican. Ain't no Jamaican ever going to say that about Bob Marley, bro.
0: This nigga ain't Jamaican. Don't listen to him. He's lying. He's a fake. He's a a fraud. He is a flat-out fraud right now. That is blasphemy. That is straight-up Blasphemy. Bob Marley is the greatest reggae artist to ever come up out of the reggae genre of music. And you gonna sit here, he ain't the shit, he ain't nothing. Nigga,
1: you are lying. You are flat out lying your ass off, bruh. I bet you you wouldn't dare take your ass to Jamaica and say that shit. You wouldn't dare go, I bet you this... I bet you he would never go step foot on that island and say Bob Marley wasn't wasn't shit. I bet you he won't do it. I bet you he he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't make it off that island alive. This dude is lying.
0: This ain't got nothing to do with him being biracial. It's just a fact. It is a fact. Bob Marley is the most celebrated reggae artist in history. Loved all over the
1: world. You gonna sit here and pretend like you from his home country talking about he ain't all that. You are lying. (laughs) This dude is a liar. Why do y'all come in here and lie like
0: nobody like nobody recognizes your bullshit? This dude is a straight-up liar, B. Boozhoo, Bantan, Sizzler, uh, uh, Mr. Loverman, uh, whatever his name was. Ain't none of them bigger than Bob Marley in legendary status. None of them. Bob Marley is is to reggae what Tupac is to hip-hop.
1: You may have people that can make better music than Bob Marley, But legendary status, no, that is reserved for Bob Marley like Tupac is the most legendary hip-hop artist of all time
0: in terms of how he is revered. Like, dude, you're just not going to come in here and lie. You are not
1: going to come in here and lie, act act like people don't know what time it is when it comes to Bob Marley.
0: Everybody knows this about Bob. This dude is full of crap, but he wouldn't dare step foot on Jamaica and talk this crazy shit.
1: He would not dare go down to Kingston or wherever and talk
0: this crazy crap. That Marley name is 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 royalty down there. Yeah, why if white people be growing dreadlocks because of Bob Marley? This dude is full of crap. He just ain't here just talking because he want to be seen. He want to get attention to
1: his channel. That's all it is. Look at me typing all caps. Hopefully somebody will go visit my channel and sub to it. since I'm typing in all
0: caps. What's his name? Conservative Red Pill with a Passport. Let's look up his channel. Nope. Wait, did I spell conservative wrong? Conservative. Yep, I sure did. Well, I'm finna look your channel up, bro. I'm gonna find it on my phone first. Conservative red pill. With a passport. Do you have a channel? Let's
1: help, let's help you get some subs if you got it or some views or whatever the hell.
0: Let's see if you got a channel. Hold on. I don't see anything on here. Let me, ch- let me try.
1: It's, it's obviously, at this point, you're here just to get people to check you out. So let's go check you out oh you do oh here we go he has 48 subscribers let's see if he has any no videos why don't you go make some content bro go make some content you got 48 subs on your channel on your page go put some content up and go and go go put some content up talking about bob marley let's Go make a video explaining all your reasons about Bob Marley and then make another video explaining all your reasons about how you think, you know, every black person in the world because you heard a random video or read a random book for some random nigga on the internet. Go, go make some content, bro. Don't, don't waste all your time typing in capital letters in my chat, bro. Make content. Like I don't be understanding y'all who want to, who want to argue
0: be writing these thesis statements in my chats, make a video. This is go make a video crying about my deadbeat white dad. What? Well, I got to make a video
1: about him. Do you, do you know your father? I had two dads. Do you, do you even
0: know the one that gave birth to you? (laughs) Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that I got two fathers. Do you, even have, do you even know who yours is? Let's talk about that. Or is your father on the island of Jamaica somewhere smoking his life away? Let's talk about that. Because how the fuck I got two dads? Easy. I'm that nigga. That's why. One donated DNA and the other one raised me. Did anybody raise you besides your mama? Because obviously you didn't, because look at the way you're typing. You in my comments yelling like a little bitch. Begging to be seen on my channel. I got two fathers. Yeah, I'm that nigga. I'm so damn special. I got two people (laughs) who contributed to, to my life. Do you even have one? Huh? let's talk about a conservative red pill let's talk about it baby let's talk about your upbringing you got time to make up a story you got time who's your father when the last time you seen him huh when the last time you seen your pappy what'd he do for a living huh What value did he bring to your life, B? To where you are a grown
1: man, I'm assuming, typing in all caps in my chat, chat, desperately trying to be seen. So now we see you. Let's talk about how we got here. How old are you, conservative red pill? I'm 40. How old are you? Let's get to know each other. I'm 40 years old. How old are you? So we can establish a, a, a frame of reference here so we can under, try to understand each other. Now, let's talk about your mama. How come your mama can't keep a man to raise you? My mother may have gotten pregnant by one, but she was fine enough and smart enough to get another nigga to get with her, marry me and ado- marry her and adopt me when I was three years old
0: and raise me like his own kid. What about your mama? Did she ever secure a man or was she just laying
1: down doing the leg spreader for the last 20 damn years? What about your mama? Since we want to talk about mamas, let's talk about them. Let's talk about my so-called bed mama. mama. <laughs> she since she uh, got pregnant by a white dude. But my mama had it going on so much that she managed to get with another dude who married her and raised me and adopted me since I was three years old. Let's talk about your mother. After she popped you out, did that nigga stick around? Or did your mama just rotate niggas in and out like it was a turnstile
0: at a subway? Which one was it? Let's talk about your mama. I put mine on the table. Let's talk about yours now. Hmm? What type of mama did you have? Did you have a turnstile mama where everybody just rotates in and out? Or did she
1: actually secure a nigga to raise your ass to help try to mold you into a constructive, productive man? Which doesn't look like she did. Just look at the crap you saying in my comments. So Let's talk about mamas.
0: I'm here for it. Let's do it. Tell me about your mama, conservative red pill. Nah, we ain't finna remove him, John. I wanna know about this nigga's mama. He wanna talk about mamas? He wanna talk about me being half
1: white? Let's talk about it, then, Negro. Let's go. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's talk about it. I'm here for it. Oh, you said you hope I get killed by the police. Nah, nigga, I'm half white and I'm light skinned. Go check the victims. They don't look like me. They look like you. They all dark skinned. I'm good at these streets. They ain't looking for niggas like me. They looking for you dark skinned niggas.
0: Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Police ain't looking for me. They looking for you. Look at all the victims. They
1: don't look as light skinned as me. They look like my mama. Yeah they, look, yeah, they do look like her. My mama is a dark-skinned woman. But all the victims are primarily dark-skinned men, not dark-skinned women. So let's talk about it. You're the one being hunted, black man. <laughs> You're the one so-called being hunted. You're the one who can't go jog and look at random houses on your jog. <laughs> That's you. That ain't dark skinned women. That ain't light skinned men. That's you. You're the one who can't go to the store and buy some Skittles and a Arizona iced tea without some random neighborhood guy hunting you down. That's you. That's not me. That's you. You're the one who can't sell loose cigarettes on the corner and then get choked out on camera. That's you. You're the one who gets pulled over in the parking lot of a Wendy's and then gets shot in your back when you try to take the taser. That's you. These are all dark skinned niggas. That's you. You're the one who can't sell bootleg DVDs out in front of the corner store and then get killed in front of the cops on camera. You're the one who can't drive your car and then get shot on camera with your
0: girlfriend in the passenger seat. Philando Castile. That's you. That's you. Those are all those are all dark skinned dudes. Right.
1: (laughs) If you want to talk about it, let's 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 talk about it. Let's be honest and talk about it. Let's be honest and talk about it. You're the one who gets uh, a white officers to, to put his knee on your neck and choke you out on camera. That's you. That George Floyd wasn't light skinned. He was a dark skinned black man. That's you. Let's talk about it, baby. Let's. Talk about it. Let's be honest out in these streets for once. Ask me anything you want. Talk about my, my so-called bed wench mama. Talk about me being a mulatto. Let's do it, my nigga. Let's do it.
0: Let's go in. Let's get back on your mama, though. And how come she couldn't find a productive,
1: steady male figure to raise your ass? So you're not sitting up in my chat
0: Begging for attention from another man who just happens to be a mulatto. Remember, you're here to hear the mulatto speak.
1: you here to hear the biracial babbler talk. Nobody's here to hear you speak.
0: you here to hear me. You're here to hear me. So let's go in, my nigga. Let's go in. Let's talk about it let's talk about it i got all night
1: it's friday i ain't gotta go to work in the morning let's get it in what else you want to know about me
0: huh what else you want to know the biracial babbler grew up in a two-parent household did you (laughs) did you let's start there Your mama was a winch. And she still managed to secure a man to marry her
1: when I was three years old and adopt me and raise me as his own. Did your mama do that? Do you know who your father is? Like I said, how many niggas have rotated in and out your mama's bed over the years?
0: How many? How many niggas have rotated in and out your mama's bed, my nigga? Huh? Let's talk about it. you want to talk about my mama, let's talk about yours, too. Fair game over here. Talking about what they do want to talk about. How many niggas have came through and tuned your mama up over the years, my nigga?
1: Well, you in there watching Saturday morning cartoons, the headboard in your mama's room is just knocking holes in the wall.
0: Did that nigga at least come out there and give you a dollar after he came through piping your mama down? Or did he come out there and eat up all your damn cereal? Which one was it, conservative red pill? Huh? Hopefully that nigga gave you a dollar. Which one was it? You know, came through knocking holes in the walls with his mama's
1: headboard and come out there eating up his Pop-Tarts and fruit roll-ups. That's been his entire life experience growing up in his house with his mama. (laughs) With his mama,
0: since we talking about mamas. I assume that's how your mama got down. Then he want to talk about he hope I get killed by the police. Look at all the victims, my nigga.
1: Look at all the victims. Oh, hold up. He says, I hope I get killed by a black man. (laughs) You have a higher chance of being killed by a black man than I do. Look at all the victims and who they be getting killed by. (laughs) My man, Akatunde Nation, does videos on this every night on his channel. Hardly any light skinned people be getting killed in comparison to the number of black people, dark skinned people who be getting killed.
0: We can do this all night. We can do this all night. You're not going to win because you your mama didn't choose a white man to, give,
1: to, to, to get some sperm from. That's why you're not going to win. You're not going to win because your mama made a mistake. She didn't pick a white man to get pregnant by. You're not going to win. I win by default. I've been winning and I'm going to keep
0: winning. And you're going to keep coming here and listening because you were born to be a loser.
1: You will keep worshiping my light-skinned biracial greatness and stay a hater out there. Because I can walk outside and get my chill on in any goddamn neighborhood I want without having to worry about some nigga fucking
0: with me. Or some random person messing with me. I ain't making the crime stat reports like you. He can make all the death threats he want. I want to talk about his mama, though. Did he make some death threats to all them niggas who was running up in his mama
1: over the years? Did you send death threats out to them? Every time they came in and
0: ate up all your damn fruit roll ups, did you send death threats out to them? Did you do that? When man, man came through and blew your mama's back out and then
1: left kicking your pillows over as he walked out the door. Did you send death threats to that nigga man, man? Did you do that? (laughs) This nigga sitting in the living room like like baby boy building pillow forts and Snoop came out the room and just kicked the damn pillows all over the place.
0: Did you do that? Conservative red pill. Huh? Did you do that? I'm a dead mulatto walking. All right, bring it, there, nigga. Bring it. Bring it. You were dead the moment you came out the womb, nigga. You don't even realize it. The moment your mother gave
1: birth to you by some random piece of dingaling, you were dead the moment you came out the womb. Which is why your life has dwindled down
0: to typing comments on my chat. You were dead the moment you came out the womb. Your life was dead that moment. While you at it, make sure you do the same thing to your mother. She started your whole failure process, a
1: life out. She started it all up for you. And blame your mama
0: for all your problems, bro.
1: <laughs> blame your mother for
0: setting you up for a shitty life. <laughs> Don't get mad at the mulatto. Get mad at your mama. Get mad at your mama. Mama. This failure, Negro. I don't even know what the hell Obia is. I don't I don't know what the hell that shit is.
1: <laughs> I thought he misspelled a word. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. He can believe in whatever the hell he wanna believe in. What are you gonna do? He going he gonna get a uh you're going to get a Cabbage Patch doll and start sticking pins and needles in it?
0: Doing some voodoo? Is that what he's going to do? Do what you got to do, bruh. Do what you got to do. Uh, anyways, I've had enough fun with this dude. Now it's time to kick him out of here. Let's see. Boop. All right. That's that. So we got a display from a useless Negro in black society, y'all. So to go back to the original topic of, of can black society fix themselves? You're not going to be able to fix yourselves until you deal with these negroes like like conservative red pill. Did, did, did y'all see this display? Right. I don't know how old this dude
1: is. I imagine he's probably in his early twenties, mid twenties. Do y'all see this display of so called masculinity? Right. This this nigga's supposed to be a leader. <laughs> This this who y'all supposed this who black women supposed to bow down to and wanna and, and wanna submit to and all that crap him a negro who types in all caps in my chat and makes threats at me because he mad I was talking about his his ran through mama despite the fact that he started talking about mine first Did y'all see how this works niggas get up on here and try to make personal jabs at me. For being biracial or whatever but then the moment i start going in on them all of a sudden they get in their feels i told y'all i told y'all i learned this a long time ago ladies and gentlemen i learned this when i was a little when i was a young kid coming up i've told y'all before i've had people call me all kind of names as a kid dirty white boy mud mulatto this you know whatever whatever And when I was a kid, I used to kind of get my feels about it. But then I discovered something. I discovered that you might be able to insult me, but my insults will sting way more. Because I got something that you ain't got. I don't have to deal with the stigma of being viewed and treated just as a black person 24 7. Because I can go outside right now, start speaking Spanish. Everybody think I'm Hispanic. I go out there and learn Arabic. Motherfuckers will think I'm Arabic. Grow my beard out. Go get me a Jesus Christ outfit.
0: Start praying to Allah. Everybody will think I'm from Saudi Arabia out this motherfucker. He can't do that. So I learned a long time ago that... When you want to get into these
1: personal insults based on race and how people were born, I'm going to win every single time. I'm going to win because my shit will sting more. And then you add in the fact that I wasn't born. Well, technically, I was born to a single mama, but but my mother managed to get her shit all the way together. By the time I was three years old, nigga. Been with my damn stepdad who called who I called dad a black man. They've been married for 37 damn years. Raised in a two-parent household. Got my ass whooped just like I was his natural-born son like he does my brothers.
0: Most of y'all ain't never lived that life. So I, I can come back from all kind of fronts. You want to call me? You want to call
1: me out for being biracial? Fine. Let's talk about how negative it is for you
0: to just be seen as just a black man. An easily identifiable black man. Because everywhere I go, people swear I'm Hispanic. Until I tell them I'm half black, half white. So yeah, I'll flex my shit and mash it all in your face like a birthday cake. Do you want to talk about family structures? Well, nigga, let's talk about yours. You notice this nigga could
1: have lied to me. I kept asking him about his father. He could have lied and said, yeah, I was, born to a, I, I was born in a two-parent household. He could have lied. How the hell am I supposed to verify it? I'm arguing with a nigga in my comments. He could have lied. He never even addressed that. And I kept asking him over and over. That leads me to believe that he actually was raised in a single-parent household. So now that we've established that based on your lack of a response, now I got to go in on your mama. Now I got to go in. He could have he easily told me I had a father and was raised in a two-parent household. How the hell am I going to verify it?
0: I don't know who he is or what he looks like. <laughs> how am I, I going to verify that? But I was raised the one. So you want to get busy out here with the insults. Nigga, you
1: talking to a vet who been doing this since the 80s, my nigga, as in literally.
0: I've been having these back and forth with you clowns since the 80s, bruh. In the, in, in, in,
1: as in literally. You're not saying nothing to me new that I ain't heard a thousand times and had to make a dark skin, quote unquote, full blood black person go home and cry. Once I get to remind you about how much more effed up you have it in life than I do, just based off of your skin color. And I'm assuming he's a dark skinned black man. Because like I say, you want to talk about the police going to get me. According to all the data, they ain't getting people that look like me.
0: We are we are an extreme minority in that category. It is dark skinned black men
1: that are the ones. Like I can go outside and go jogging right now. I ain't got to worry about nobody hunting me down. I'd probably go walk into a random house too that's under construction. They'll probably think I'm a damn Hispanic worker who's supposed to be in there. <laughs> They'll probably think I'm supposed to be in there because I'm supposed to be in there
0: building stuff. I ain't got to worry about that crap. He does, unfortunately. That ain't my fault. That ain't my fault. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's not my fault. And guess what? I ain't going to apologize for
0: not being profiled in society like he's profiled. That ain't my fault. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the people that profile you and treat you like, like you believe you're being hunted
1: down. Get mad at the people who do it. But when you come at me, I'm going to make you cry up in this motherfucker. Because I'm going to point out the reality of your life in comparison to mine. And the reality says, I'm good out in these streets, B. Ain't
0: nobody messing with people who look like me nowhere near as much as they mess with people that look like you. And I ain't going to apologize for it. None of that shit. If you don't like
1: it, boo-hoo and cry somewhere else. But that's what you're going to get when you come messing with me. I'm going to make all you niggas cry. <laughs> and you can run around talking about, I think I'm better than you. I don't give a damn. You think whatever you want.
0: If you want to play, that, you want to start roasting, let's get it popping. I'm going to win. Anyways, that was that. Y'all want to contribute to the show tonight. My little...
1: I want to contribute to the live stream strip show. (laughs) I need to figure out who said that, man. I need to figure out who that YouTuber or that panelist was that said that. I got to go back. I watched the video over this week. Somebody said I was like, good God, that is the perfect analogy for what be going on in these streams, man. Like a like a strip show.
0: The more erratic you get, the more the money flows in. But everybody else that's dark-skinned in here, listen. Don't, don't sit around here thinking I'm talking about all dark-skinned people. or I got this issue with dark-skinned people.
1: Listen, I don't have an issue with anybody. Like I said, my mother's dark-skinned. My brother's a dark-skinned. Damn near everybody in my family is dark-skinned, especially in comparison to me. I got a whole bunch of dark-skinned people in my family. And these are the ones... Some of the ones in my family were the ones who initially were the ones who started kicking this crap off, talking crap about me being born biracial. So what I'm saying is this. If I had to deal with this shit from my own direct family members and had to go in on them, what the hell makes you think I'm going to spare your feelings (laughs) when I had to have cousins telling this crap to me? And dealing with their crap. And then I had to go make them cry. And then they go tell my mama. And, or they go tell grandma on them or whatever. I, learned, I, I had to learn how to do this with my own family members. And put them in their place. I still got love for them. And they got love for me or whatever. But this ain't no G hates dark skin. No, I got a problem with dark skin people who got
0: severe self-esteem issues. And that Negro clearly has them. I got problems with people like that. That's why I
1: don't. That's why I I mock these colorism crybabies. Because I don't understand it. Like, why don't you just hang around people who appreciate your skin? There's plenty of them out there. My brother, the one that is married. His wife is a dark-skinned woman. Every chick my brother has dated has been dark-skinned, and my brother's a dark-skinned dude. All he wants is dark-skinned women. That's his preference. And guess what? I know plenty of dudes out there like that. They just love nothing but a dark-skinned woman.
0: And guess what? I don't see my brother's wife crying about colorism. (laughs) She dark-skinned with dreadlocks. Or she's starting to dread her hair up now. I ain't talking about all about dark skin. Yeah, my half-brothers.
1: Like I said, we don't call each other half-brothers, and I don't refer to my father as stepdad. It's just
0: dad, and those are my brothers. But yeah, technically, yeah, half-brothers. Yeah, but we don't do the half and step thing around here. Never half. It's been dad, brothers. Every time I got a whooping, they got a whooping. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? That, that, was, that was life. It was never no. No, he came in the dough. You know what I'm saying? Married my mama. Legally adopted me and started putting belt to my ass
0: immediately. <laughs> that's, that's how it went down. I was like, oh shit, okay. Guess this is how it is. That's how it went down. Wasn't no stepson. Fuck all that. It was, nigga, you finna get these, you finna get these ass whoopings too. That's how it went down. You know what I'm saying? But, hold up. Somebody said they thought I was going to go in on. Nah, it ain't going on dark skin. Look,
1: I, listen, I only go in on dark skin people who take issue with me being by. Look, listen,
0: I can't sit up. Listen, What? come on, man. I'm not, I I don't play these, I'm not, I don't play these stupid games
1: where people think black people, non mixed black people, you got, you got some biracials out here that they'll give non mixed black people a pass and allow them to go in on us. And then they'll use this excuse, oh, it's because we have a proximity to whiteness. And we, and, and we got light skin privilege and, and, we're, and we have a proximity to whiteness that they don't. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that, my nigga. You start talking shit about me, I'm finna go in on you. You want to talk crap about me being biracial? Well, I'm finna go in on you for not being one. And I'm gonna throw out all the low blows I can. I'm not keeping it politically correct. I'm not catering to your feels. You're gonna get this work. And I'm gonna go in. And you're going to leave up out of here calling me a white supremacist and a racist by the time I'm done with you. I'm not playing that crap. I'm not like these other nutcase mulattos and biracials out here who we'll be sitting here bowing down to the feels of these delusional dark-skinned nutcases who want to go in on us because I'm light-skinned and biracial. Fuck that. You can get handed, the, you can get handed this work too. By the, like I said, by the time, you done, by the time we finish... You you if you need to be calling me a white
0: supremacist, that's what you need to be calling me. The hell out of here! I don't play that crap. I ain't never played that crap. But we gonna
1: go in. We gonna go in. <laughs> you know, back in the day in the '80s, we would go in and start fist fighting with each other. Now I gotta go in through the
0: computer. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time to be fighting you niggas in real life. But, you know, I mean, that's just how I get down. That's why I say the things
1: I say, because I'll be sitting, I'll be, sometimes I'll be tired of looking at light skinned people, especially those biracials. You sitting here bowing down and catering, like, what are y'all
0: doing? I don't want to hear this proximity to whiteness crap. The hell with that shit. (laughs) Trying to,
1: that's like, that's like the, that's like, that's the equivalent of trying to make us have white guilt. I'm not going to have light skinned guilt. Nothing to have biracial guilt. Get the hell out of here.
0: (laughs) All the way the hell out of here. But nah, I ain't got no problem. Most black people I know, they fine. They they do their thing. Yeah, I'm guiltless. I'm I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just, dude, I'm just not, I'm not gonna apologize. What you want? People want me to apologize for being born mixed? (laughs) Like I had a say in the choice. Like I had a say in who my father and mother was going to be. Like I had a say. (laughs) You want me to apologize for working my ass off
0: to get the things that I have in life so far? I'm not apologizing. You want me to apologize
1: because the cops ain't out here hunting me down to the extent that you
0: believe they're hunting you down? What the hell is you talking about? I'm not apologizing for shit. I'm just going to live my life, B. Do the things I
1: feel like I need to do for me and my family so we can live as comfortable as me and my wife can
0: afford to make our lifestyle. Not apologize for a damn thing. Whether or not you believe my race, my complexion gives me advantages, so what? I ain't apologizing for that crap either. We all, even dark-skinned people have certain things about them that,
1: that are perceived to be advantages. Like everybody swears y'all are the greatest athletes in the world, which is pretty much true for the most part. <laughs> I'm not even going to sit here in front. It's true for the most part. I don't see y'all getting offended at that crap. <laughs> I don't see y'all getting offended at that. All you dark skinned dudes out there, I don't see y'all getting offended when everybody runs around here believing that y'all all all got the biggest penises in the
0: world. Y'all love that stereotype. (laughs) Y'all don't be getting offended at that one. Y'all would be offended if people didn't make that stereotype. So, miss me with that dumb shit. Miss me with the dumb crap. Just saying. Hmm. Says I'm guiltless too when it comes to mixed heritage. Look, well, well, I don't understand
1: why you should why why people should be guilty. This, this is who you are. This is how you were born. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault black people and white people pretend like they don't like each other all day long. That ain't ain't our fault. (laughs) That is not our fault, B. And I'm not going to be made
0: uh, made to feel guilty about it because I'm in the middle of of two races. It is not my fault. Y'all should have settled this shit a few hundred years ago. When y'all
1: was over there you know, you know what I'm saying. You listen to the pro blacks and the Moors went through and civilized
0: Europe. Y'all should have settled race relations right then and there. It's not my fault. Y'all couldn't solve that damn problem back then. <laughs> it is not my fault. Yeah, you say it's an age. Well, I, you know, I don't know if it's an age thing because. You got some, you got Negroes my age who be talking like this. You got, you got Negroes my age that be talking like this, V. It's it's a self-esteem thing. It's a
1: self-perception thing. They they believe everybody's getting advantages in the world over them. Oh, they're white. They got white privilege. They're light-skinned. They got light skin privilege because their proximity to whiteness. Oh, they think they're white. Oh, they're, they're, look at their hair texture. Look, look at all this dumb shit, right? What it really boils down to is none of that crap really matters, especially in this day and age. What, what it is, like, I, like when I did that video a few weeks back where I said I believe most black people make up racism, especially people who were born after like 1996,
0: which is a bunch of people in their 20s for the most part right now. In this day and age,
1: what in the? especially if you were born after 96, what the hell do you have to complain about? You were born into the most technologically advanced society in the history of mankind where you literally have
0: the world in the palm of your hand on a phone, my nigga. When I was born in 1980, there were still remnants of all this super strong racism. Like hell, just a few
1: years before I was born, it was legalized for black people and white people to get married.
0: (laughs) Which is probably why I'm here. Racism is nowhere near alive and kicking
1: like it was before I was born. My parents were born. Or when my grandparents were alive. Like, niggas got all kind of opportunities, B. But it's like I tell y'all, it's so easy to blame white people and everybody else for why you are not where you are in life. Because most people don't even try, dude. Or if they do try, they put the bare minimum effort into it, B. If you are really out there busting your ass, trying to do everything you can to come up and win... And for some reason, you've ran out of gas and you can't do it no more. Then maybe you can start pointing your finger at white people. But I refuse to believe, especially dudes who was born after 1996, that these people out here just doing their absolute best to try to win. Most aren't. They either, they're either not doing anything at all or they do the bare minimum and then complain when they get outperformed. Oh, racism. No, why don't you go study harder, B?
0: You failed your test. whoop do, Go back and study. I had to give this speech to my homeboy. He called
1: me talking about he failed the A-plus certification. I was like, welcome to the club. So did I the first time I took it. Lost $200. Because I failed the test by three questions or something like three points the first time I took it. I told him, you know what I did? I went back and studied, paid another 200 and went and passed the damn test the second time around.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I did. I didn't go in there and start boohooing and crying, kicking my feet up, talking about, oh, I can't do
1: it. I can't do it. Oh, this test is racist. It's biased. Oh, I lost $200. Oh. No, I paid another 200, booked my test, booked my exam and went back and crashed the books hard for about a good week straight and went in there and passed the test. like, welcome to the club, dude. You ain't the only person that ever failed this test the first time around.
0: Damn near everybody, I'm willing to bet the majority of people who got this cert probably failed this test the first time they took it. What you gonna do? You gonna man up If you really want
1: this cert and you really want to do IT, well, you're going to have to go cough that money up, B. (laughs) and Pass this damn test. But a lot of people, they'll just tap out. It's a culturally biased exam. Uh, uh, They should give me a refund. Uh, It's so unfair. Well, you knew the rules first when you
0: bought the voucher. They told you you don't get a refund if you fail. They tell you that in plain English. They use that as an incentive to force you to study, unless unless you're just happy with wasting money. But you got to go out there and and grind, man. And I don't believe most people do it, especially these young cats.
1: Look at somebody 20 years old, born in 2000. What the hell have they been dealing with their entire life where it's just full-blown,
0: balls-to-the-wall racism in their face every day? What are they dealing with? They're dealing with random trolls who call them the N-word every now and then on, on the
1: internet. Ain't nobody running up to them, spitting in their face, calling them boy. They'll see, they'll see a video every now and then that Tariq will post, and they'll think that this is just life. No, it's not. What's really life is all the videos that you find on star that Tariq Nasheed never posts, where there's a bunch of black people out there just doing all kind of devilish crap to each other. I seen a video the other day, my homeboy shared in this group. Uh, it was a dude driving a white car, and somebody was on top of his car. I don't know how it started, but that's where the video started. And he mashed the gas, and somebody fell off the car. <clears throat> and then He was trying to get out the parking lot, and there was another car in front of him. So I guess he was like, well, he's going to back his car up and go around. But when he backed it up, he ended up sideswiping the other car. So what happened is the dude whose car got sideswiped hopped out his car, went over to the other dude's car, and then, as you know, three or four other people came, and they drugged this dude out of his car, man, and proceeded to stomp him out on the concrete. And then after he's passed out on the concrete, you see chicks coming up to him, smacking him in the face. I'm talking about after he's already passed out, they still smacking him around. Them type of videos be everywhere, B. Them, the videos, they all, that's what made Worldstar, Q from Worldstar, a multi millionaire before he
0: passed away. I don't have a link. It was in a Facebook chat. Somebody sent me. But them videos, that's what made Q from Worldstar rich was posting
1: ratchet videos of black people. You know, the same thing that blew Tommy Sotomayor up. Of women uploading all these crazy videos of themselves doing crazy stuff. And then people want to get mad at Tommy for talking about it. But Tommy's like, I didn't make the video. I didn't film it. I'm just talking about what's on the video. Why y'all mad at me for talking about what these people are doing in the video? (laughs) That's the stuff that be... That's, that's really floating
0: around out there that people should be worried about they so concerned about the videos and all this other crap people are nutcases man but you know what you need more people like me and black introvert to,
1: to call out the BS I'm a, little bit more, I'm a little bit more radical than black introvert but whatever but you need more people like me to call this BS out because that's what it is. It's straight BS. And people and people want to sit around here, and pretend like they can't understand why the com- community is in such disarray. Look at what we tolerate, B. Look at what goes on. Look at the high emotions that fly all over the place. Somebody comes in my chat calling me all kind of names. And then the moment I start calling him names
0: back, he starts crying and wanting to make threats. This is the type of stuff that happens in the community in real life offline. Like, did you see the video up in New York City of the dude that shot
1: the, uh, the high school football player or whatever? I don't, I don't know if it was high school or college or whatever. What happened is a black dude in his bodega and this football player kid, I think he's in high school, walks in. And I think he accidentally bumps the black dude like it wasn't malicious or anything just accidentally bumps him and goes about his business well the dude that got bumped starts popping off and then punches his dude in the face and so the black dude who uh got punched the football player runs out naturally and starts chasing this dude to start trying to put them hands on him because he just got punched over some bs so after the football player putting them hands on him the dude who got punched reaches into his jacket or book bag, pulls a gun out and shoots the football player in the stomach all over an accidental bump, which is very reminiscent of the accidental bump that I'm assuming took place between the black chick and her black mother and that white woman that went viral a couple weeks ago that I did a video on. Remember that? That started off of an accidental bump where them women went ballistic smacking a woman's car until the woman hopped out with the gun and was ready to get busy out there in them streets then all of a sudden they went into super duper victim mode but before that there was the turn up power rangers out here threatening to beat up the white husband and all kind of crap so the wife who was down for her man jumped out the whip pulled the piece out then everybody want to start boo-hooing and crying but wait a second you was just, you were just about that life two seconds ago. <laughs> this is this hyper emotional babble, hyper emotional crap that runs rampant through the community. Why? Because most of these clowns don't have a solid male figure in their life to, to provide balance to them. To get them on par. Because, you know, when I was coming up as a kid, I messed up. I got all kind of whoopings from my mother and father. Religiously. And then when the whoopings stopped hurting, when I started getting old enough to where they didn't hurt, guess what my father did? He started putting hands on me.
0: All right? The belt don't hurt no more. I got to put these fists on you, my nigga. That's how it was with me. A lot of y'all don't have that crap. An older male with some damn sense to check your ass,
1: which is why you have these young idiots out here running around rampant like they do, causing all the problems in the damn community. Until they become an old idiot, to where they want to transform into a Taz and become an OG and try to act like you got some damn sense, and not y'all here talking about history all the goddamn day long and all this other stupid crap because you're a former pookie when you should have been trying to tame these little young niggas in their early years
0: by being an active father in their goddamn lives. But you wouldn't understand that if you didn't come from that environment or especially you wouldn't understand that if all
1: you've been raised around is single mamas all goddamn day long. Your mama was raised by a single mama. Now she's raising you. you going to be raising the next generation of
0: single mamas or single, uh, single, whatever. I'm just saying, I, I mean, that, that, that helps. Now, does it guarantee that everybody's going to be on the straight and narrow? No, because you got niggas in
1: jail that have been raised by two parents as well, but it's a strong indicator that is, that there's proof that it, can help more <laughs> there's proof that there's actual evidence that it's more beneficial to a child to be raised by two parents than it is to be raised by a single one and there's actual proof of this you see these males out here and these women out here just having these hyper emotional outbursts because they never had a strong male figure in their life to check that crap especially these dudes you need an older male who got some damn sense to come through and put you in your damn place when your testosterone is just flowing all over the goddamn place. Like if I wasn't around right now, my son, he'll be 14 on Sunday. If I wasn't around right now, my son will be running this household, telling my wife what to do and all kind of shit. My son is almost as tall as me. I'm 6'1". My son got to be about 5'9 right now. So he's about as tall as my wife. He wear. I wear a size 12. He wearing 11 and a half. <laughs> my son will be running. My son will be running circles around my wife right now. If I wasn't here to check his ass. Guaranteed. Because I see it happen now. She'll say something. She'll, he'll pretend like he ain't here. Then all of a sudden I got to put the big booming daddy voice on. And put, put a little bit of profanity behind
0: my words. He be hopping and popping. But it is what it is because I, I did the same shit when I was his age.
1: <laughs> so I'm not shocked by it. I understand what he's doing. He's at that age where he feel like he is. He, 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 he going through puberty right now and he's feeling himself. And he know that spankings don't hurt him anymore. But if I got to come through and, and slap fire on his ass with these hands, he, he know that's a possibility. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But if I wasn't here, man, my son would be doing whatever the hell he wants to do. Like, what my wife gonna do to stop him other than
0: yell and scream? She ain't gonna be able to do nothing to him. I mean, I don't curse around my kids all the time, but look, I gotta do what I gotta do. It ain't like my son don't know what
1: curse words are. I'm pretty sure my son be at school cursing his ass off. Cause I know when I was in middle school, I was cursing my ass off too. I ain't I ain't gonna sit here and pretend like he don't know. I only use it when I gotta get when I gotta when I gotta go into serious mode. Like all right, I'm tired of talking. I told you to do this, now I gotta come in here and and start verbally dropping these these hammers on you. That's step number one before I gotta come in here and put some some physical hands on you.
0: Normally we don't have to go past the verbal beat down. Normally we don't have to go past that. We rarely go past that, I should say. But that's what I'm about. But that's what you're
1: supposed to do as a father because he's going through puberty right now. You got a little mustache going on. You know what I'm saying? I got to make, I got to make sure he taking showers, uh, you know, at, at least, you know, damn near twice a day. Cause you know, that, that, teen, that, 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 that uh, puberty teenage must be stanking like a son bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I got to make sure he's washing up more often. He's going through that phase where puberty's kicking in and he finna think he the man out in these streets. Start challenging my authority up in here. Which he's supposed to do because that's what, that's what we all do. But I got to come through and be the father and put him back in his damn proper place. And if I wasn't here... He would challenge my my wife's authority and dominate her. Because I'm pretty sure he can, I'm pretty sure in about another year or two, he'll be physically stronger than her. I know when I was 14 years old, I was physically stronger than my mother. Taller than taller than her and physically stronger than her. She couldn't do a damn thing to me physically. Her hits didn't hurt. Her whoop, none of that crap hurt. But the only thing that did hurt, I'm gonna get your daddy. Damn, now that shit hurt. <laughs> That shit hurt. But at 14, my mama couldn't do
0: a damn thing to me physically. I was bigger than her and physically stronger than her. It would be the same way with my son. By the time he's about 14, when well, he turned 14, but by the time he definitely, when he turned 15, 16,
1: he's going to be physically stronger than my wife. Be able to physically dominate her.
0: If I wasn't here, he would, he would run. Dude, he, dude, this house would be all kinds of fucked up. Or potentially all kinds of messed up. And y'all know it's true. Like I said, look at all the
1: single parent households we have now. When kids be like 15, 16 years old being when they was just raised by their mama. What do most of these boys do? They go out there and they just start doing whatever they want to do. Because what is mama going to do? A mother cannot physically dominate her 15-year-old son. Most of them are physically stronger than their own mothers by that age. So what is she going to do to check him? If he say, I'm I'm coming and going and it is what it is, you think she's physically
0: going to stop him from coming and going? No. So now he out there doing what he want to do. What is she going to do to stop that crap? He said, yep, yeah, my husband said the scariest thing his mama told him,
1: I'm going to get your daddy. Yeah, I mean, like I say, as a teenager and you got a strong father in the house, yeah, that can be pretty scary because, you know, your father, he, got, he know how to throw them hands. So when I popped off my dad came to check me, he wasn't bringing out no belts. He was grabbing me by my collar, throwing me against the wall. A couple of times he smacked the shit out of me. A couple of times he punched me dead in my chest. Knocked all the air out of me. I mean, dude, I, I, dude, I had to get, I, I was getting, he put some paws on me. And it was earned because I was in there trying him. <laughs> I was in there trying him. Like, I'm, I'm the man up in here. He did it to me. He
0: did it to my brothers. And he had to, he had to remind people, like, no, I'm the man up in here. It is what it is. Oh, you
1: know, as a teenager, you hate him. Like, I hate you. I hate you. Now nah, we, we get along like a motherfucker now. Guess what? I'm about to be going through the same crap with my son. (laughs) I'm about to be going through the same crap. and Then when my son has kids, he'll be going through the same thing with his, and I'll be sitting
0: around laughing. Remember when I did that to you? Now it's your turn to do it to your son. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Now, I have made that mistake. I have said that to my son, called him dumb one time.
1: And I had to go apologize because that could be more damaging to his psyche than me smacking him around if I had to smack him around. But it was I was extremely pissed one day at him. But I had to apologize to him. I had to sit down and have a heart-to-heart, apologize to him. Like, yo, I shouldn't have said that. But my son, he got like this attitude or this personality. His personality is... <sighs> My son, okay, it's, it's weird. You look at my two sons, right? Not only do they look like me, but they have my personality like a mug. I mean, it's like kind of scary looking at them. Like my oldest son, he has this almost carefree demeanor like I had when I was his age where I would hear people say stuff and it didn't phase me. I was like, all right, whatever, man.
0: Like like he's, he's kind of on that shit right now. My youngest son, who's five years old, he has this this fiery passion in terms of ain't nobody
1: going to mess with him without him striking back like how I was. So when I was a kid, and, and, and it's still apparent to me in this day, like y'all saw earlier, right? When I was talking, I was snapping on old dude. When I was a kid, when people tried to physically try me, we were scrapping, whether I was winning or losing, we, we was getting it in. And, and you know what I'm saying? I lost my fair share and I won my fair share, but we was getting it in. My son, my youngest son is like that now. So let's just say I got to go spank my son. My youngest son, he's messing up and I got to go put some hands on his little
0: butt.
1: He'll turn around and smack me back. My oldest son never did that. My youngest son at five years old, you smack him on the, I smack him on the butt. He smack, he trying to, he trying to fight. He is literally trying to fight me at five years old. Like he'll pick some shit up and throw it at me he'll come over here and kick me and run. I'm talking about, hold up, I'm supposed to be disciplining him, and he over here trying to fight me. Like, he's on some shit like that at five years old. But he's also like that with other kids. Let another kid push my son on the playground. My son finna drop kick this kid until next week. And I've seen him do it. (laughs) I've seen him do it. He's been scrapping since he was like two years old. You know what I'm saying? like, And I look at him like, oh, Jesus. So the youngest one, we're going to have some problems when he become a teenager because I'm going to be a little bit older. I'll be, By the time my, my youngest is 15, I'll be 50 years old. <laughs> so that's why I got to get back in the gym so I can smack him around and shit by the time he hits 15. Because he on some shit like that now at five. You know what I'm saying? Like he, ain't scared of, he, ain't, he ain't scared to hit me
0: back even when he know he messed up. I don't know. I need to do, should I do the call in line? I need to figure out, I need to set it up. You know, I'll probably do,
1: I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do my phone line. I think I'm going to do, if I, if I do call ins, it'll probably, I'm going to have to break out the uh, stream yard and then just have people join panels and y'all you know, speak like that. Because when I do the call in line, I can only do one call at a time. And then the way my audio system is set up, so I'm not I'm only operating off of one computer. So it messes up my volume settings to where the caller will over be able to over talk me. And then I gotta
0: constantly keep messing with the volume settings as the call is going on. And that gets kind of annoying. Oh, you said you got beaten and jumped. Wow. Yeah. Look, light skinned mixed girls.
1: I think y'all have it worse than dudes. Like I say, when I was coming up getting clown, it was just really, oh, zebra, dirty white boy, graham cracker. You know, we were some stupid shit like that. You know what I'm saying? We ain't never, I ain't never got beat up because I was light skinned. <laughs> Uh, at least I can't remember. Like every fight I got into, it was always over. It was never over some 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 dark skin versus light skin crap. And like I just don't remember it ever being like that. I mean, you know, we may say some some slurs during the fight. You know what I'm saying, leading up to the fight, but it was that was never the origin
0: of the fight. But chicks, I think it's different with y'all. And another thing that's different with y'all. A lot of you biracial
1: chicks, especially you high yellow ones, a lot of y'all are like forced to bow down to dark skinned women. With this whole colorism crap, meaning y'all are like made to suppress y'all feels like the mere fact that you're up here saying that you got beat up. And you let's just say you, you let's just say you make a video talking about how you got beat up and abused because you're a light skinned biracial chick. You'd have some dark skin chicks on here talking about, oh, that ain't nothing. You ain't you ain't black. You ain't dark skin. You ain't have it as hard as us. You ain't have to. You know what I'm saying? They'll come through on some bullshit like that. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to make you feel like your experience and dealing with BS from them isn't nowhere near whatever BS they claim they're going
0: through in life. Like the hell with that shit. The hell with that. So y'all got it a little different. And I've seen it happen before with, with light-skinned chicks. I used to
1: be like, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> but what do you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? Y'all girls, I ain't finna get in there and fight and figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, like I said, I've seen it. When I was in high school, I used to see, I used to see chicks fighting each other, light skinned versus dark skinned girls fighting. And they'd always be making these first thing out of their mouth is you light skinned bitch. Look at this bitch with the good hair. I mean, they used to to talk like this back in the 90s when I was
0: in high school. We used to see this crap. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then they get the fighting and crap and, you know, whoever won, whoever won.
1: But it used to be like that back in the day in the 90s, man. I mean, it goes back even further. Like I told y'all, go watch the movie uh, School Days with Spike Lee. That movie came out in the late 80s, I
0: believe. They had a whole scene in that movie with light skinned girls versus dark skinned girls. Called the Jigaboos versus the wannabes. They had a whole scene in that movie about that. It's been going on for a hot minute. It ain't brand new.
1: But I just think y'all are made, y'all a lot of y'all are forced to suppress your feels. Cause look, what was that? What was that light skinned chick that had a YouTube channel? What was her channel? Light Skin Tears or something like that? She was like the opposite of Chrissy. (laughs) She was leading the light skin movement for for predominantly light skin women. I mean, I was cool with her. I don't know if she still does her content anymore, but she was like leading the charge on YouTube for light skin women. Talking about all the BS y'all go through. I mean, she was talking about light skin people in general, but most of her content was really geared towards light skin women.
0: They don't ran her off YouTube. (laughs) They don't ran this woman off YouTube, y'all. All All because she was over there talking about the issues light-skinned
1: people, in particular light-skinned women, go through. When dealing with
0: black people in black society. Because like I've told y'all before, you know how people be like, um... People be like, um, what do they say? They, they be
1: like, oh, white people see you as just just the N word or whatever, whatever. I be like, I be like, dude, do you know how many times in my life I've been called the N word by white people? I think the last time I got called the N word by a white person, I was like, I was like ten years old, and it was by a kid who was like eleven or twelve. Like that is literally the last time a white person called me an N word was like in 1990 when I was 10 years old. And this was a, an 11 or 12-year-old white kid. Now, was I supposed to spend the next 30 years of my life running around here pretending like white people just called me the N-word every other day because of one kid back in 1990 who called me the N-word? <laughs> but then when it comes to me being uh, stereotyped or people talking about my race or whatever, 99% of those conversations or those interactions or whatever have came from black people. Like When I go out into the world and I got to deal with white people, most of them don't even know I'm mixed. (laughs) Most of them, first question out their mouth is, what are you? Are you, you know, when they're inquiring about my race, they'll ask me, am I Hispanic or what am I mixed with? They don't even assume, they don't even assume I'm black. And this has been like this my entire life. But I gotta come through and deal with the BS for being biracial from black people when I don't deal with it from white people. But let black people tell it it's the opposite way around. Like, no, 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 no. You're not going to come in here and tell me how my life is. You're not going to come in here and tell me as a 40-year-old dude who was born biracial. You're not going to sit here and force me to pretend like I've dealt with issues for being biracial from white
0: people. No, I've dealt with it from you Negroes. That's who. Remember, Graham Cracker, Zebra.
1: Dirty white boy, mud. No white person has ever called that to me,
0: has ever said that to me, as in literally. I've never heard that from a white person a day in my life. (laughs) So you're not going to come in here and force me to pretend like
1: my life is something that is not in order to to make myself feel like I got to drop down to your level and, and bow down to you. Or whatever, whatever. The hell with that, no. If we want to be honest, I deal with crap from being biracial from black people. And it's always been black people. That's it.
0: You're not going to make me feel like I can't talk about it. The hell with that, it is what it is. This, this, this is what it is with me. I don't give a damn about these other biracials and what they may have gone
1: through, you know, those, those who were raised by white people. I don't know what they went through. I don't know. Because another thing, when I was a kid, it wasn't like I saw a bunch of biracials everywhere I went. Shit, I was like the only one around damn near all the time. But I really don't know what the hell they went through. But you're not going to sit here and try to punk me like y'all be doing some of these light-skinned women. What the hell with that shit. Y'all, came to, y'all dealing with the wrong dude around here. Y'all dealing with the wrong one. I've been, I've, been, I've been putting work in these streets since the 80s with this biracial versus non-mixed black people thing. We've, we've been doing this since middle school, my nigga, when we used to, we used to have pencil fights.
0: <laughs> we've been getting it in since the, since the 80s, B. Went to, a, went to an HBCU and had to get it in with niggas at an HBCU too.
1: We've been getting it in. So, you you know what I'm saying? You're not finna come in here and try to punk me because you on the internet talking big and bad. I'm gonna make you cry, nigga. I've learned how, I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for like 30, 35 years of my life now. I know all the tricks to make you cry.
0: (laughs) Y'all cry every single time. You say, I want to know, honestly, can anyone with a straight face say light-skinned people kill dark-skinned people like y'all
1: do us? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I really can't answer that question. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like light-skinned people are saints. <laughs> I ain't going to sit here and pretend like we ain't got some light-skinned thugs out there, some light-skinned pookies and banquishas. I ain't sitting sit here and pretend like that ain't a reality because I really couldn't tell you what the the, 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 the intra-racial breakdown is. All I know is when we look at the trending hashtags or we look at the nightly news,
0: there seems to be a, a constant theme, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. I, I really couldn't answer that. I have no clue. So, yeah, man, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I said, this ain't no light skin versus
1: dark skin thing. This is just, you know, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta remind some of these idiots out here who, who spend their entire life stuck on blaming white people and then trying to point out issues with light skin and, and biracials. It's like, dude, get over the shit. You were born dark skin. I was born mixed, light skin. It is what it is. Go live your best life, B. I'm not going to stop you. If you want to go out there and be the greatest dark-skinned Negro to ever walk the face of the planet, go do it, my nigga. As long as your life doesn't hinder my life, I'll applaud you all the way. As long as you aren't causing chaos and confusion and just just running amok, terrorizing
0: people, go live your best life, B. (laughs) I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to hold you back. Let me live mine while you live yours. <laughs> all I ask
1: is go try. Go try. Go exhaust all options before you start pointing your finger at everybody else. That's all I, that's all I really require, of people. Whether Regardless of if you're mixed, I don't give a damn what race you are. You can be white, black, Hispanic, Chinese. I don't give a shit. My whole, especially, but when it's, it directly relates to the, to the black society all I say is just go try. I just don't believe a lot of people try, especially these young people. I just in my heart of hearts, I just don't believe it. Before they start running around here talking about white people, holding them back, and then they want to get into the whole
0: colorism. All oh, this is stupid crap. You know what I'm saying, Go try. Don't have a lot of people. I just don't believe people try, man. You just have a lazy generation. And they're getting lazier and lazier. You know, technology, as great as it is, is making people lazy as shit, too. Nobody researches crap. They just pass memes around.
1: Somebody said this. Must be true. Tariq said it. They don't even take the time to look
0: that shit up. Tariq said it must be true. Jason Black, Michie X said it. Boy said it must be true.
1: Everything is all about who can get the most likes, who can get the most views, who can get the most retweets, who can get the most followers. That that stuff right there declares you to be an authority figure in in, in life these days. So, you know what I'm saying? And that aids into this laziness and then into this, to this fake, woe is me crap that's just permeating every facet of society. Where everybody's feeling, oh, I'm oppressed. Oppressed over what, my nigga? You got a $1,000 smartphone in your pocket. You can go start a business on your phone, my nigga, and, just, and make buku cheese off your phone. They go buy your mom into my house or whatever. Like, what is you talking about, son? You got access to shit. I wish I, dude, if I had access to the technology niggas got access to now, back in the 90s, when I was really full of energy and really trying to figure out life,
0: oh, shit, nigga, I'd be a superstar out here. (laughs) I would be a superstar. Well, a lot of us would be superstars. I just don't want to hear that crap. Especially if you're here in America, like, take, like like I was telling that that dumb nigga I was arguing with, you over
1: know, here trying to talk about uh, uh, somebody in Britain. They said this in a book about about their women. I'm like nigga, you, you ain't ever been over there, dude. It's like when you travel the world and go see other places and you see real poverty, you see real oppression. Dude, it's hard to come back to America and be like, you niggas gotta be like you know what I'm saying? Like, I've told you guys I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to the country of Belize before. I mean, I went down there for a cruise and we got to wander around the city for a day. But man, I learned so much in the city. Like, one of the things I learned was one, Belize looks like, well, Belize City, Looked like one big ass ghetto. <laughs> like, literally. But um, I learned that black people in Belize. Aren't allowed to own businesses outside of a mom and pop shop. Like, if you want to own like a big time business or something, you got to be Arab, Hispanic, or something else. That like, like I don't know if it's changed. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was down there like four years ago, but that's what that's what we was told. Like, what you mean you can't own a business? You can only own a mom and pop shop. They was like that's that's kind of the way it is. We only own like mom and pop shops. They, they didn't use the term mom and pop, but he was in, in in their lingo just a small business. All the major stuff was owned
0: by other groups or other races of people. Like nigga, here in America, you can you got the work ethic, you can go get it popping out here, b. (laughs) You can get it popping out in these streets. You you can literally in America go from the from the shittiest projects to the to the biggest mansion. Just saying, man. That's where I'm at with it, though. You know what I mean? I be tired of the crap. And all
1: all of this is just bullshit pumped on YouTube every day. What was me babble? That these young kids who are like five, ten years old, they're going to grow up and start listening to this crap. And these videos still going to be around. And it's going to be that compounded with a whole new generation of what was me's. I'm like, somebody got to break this woe is me cycle. I mean, it's just too much going on in the world
0: that you can't figure out how to get it popping in life, man. It's just too much going on. Especially for you youngins. It's just really too much. Y'all really are blessed. (sighs) But whatever, I'm just talking now. All right. Let's see. All right, so anyways, I'm about to roll. It is 1.30. I've been on here for a three hours. Good
1: Lord. Three hours of this shit? Jesus. All right, I've been on here for three hours. I'm about to chuck deuces. So uh, shout out to Black Introvert for the topic. You guys want to show some love You come up with a topic. Light Skin Hero, $10 minimum for the topic question. Just throw something in the bucket so I can,
0: I can get some, uh, I'll go out there and buy me some Negro trinkets. Other than that, man, y'all be easy. Peace.